and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro-Redoctopus Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriar Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Jendy Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for. <laughs> I am your host, Nintendo, and with me, as always, are my retro gaming cohorts, Parasite Steve. Let's croak us some toads! Indeed. And 8-Bit Alchemy. Down, down, man! 8-Bit, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how do you spell that? Uh, it's, it's, it's a challenge. I'll text it to you. <laughs> I can't really pronounce it correctly. And tonight we have a very special guest, a fellow YouTuber, and a dear friend of mine, Linda, a.k.a. The Gamer Girl. Welcome to the show, Linda. It's Linda. Gamer Girl Linda. Gamer Girl Linda, yes. It's actually Not pronounced Linda Aka. Linda Aka? Yes. Okay. I'll I apologize. You, wait, I screwed you've, up. Been, you've been saying AKA this whole time. My middle name is Aka. Aka. And my last name is The Gamer Girl. The Gamer Girl. <laughs> yes. yes. I'll have it shaken, not stirred. It's sweeter. <laughs> like the fish. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Glad to be here. So, yeah, yeah. Welcome, Linda. Awesome. Welcome yeah. aboard. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do on YouTube? Well, I'm a gamer girl. That's my name. Uh, I'm just on YouTube. <laughs> End of <I> story. <laughs> I'm just I play Let's Plays. I do retro gaming hunts every now and then, and show people around Las Vegas where I am currently at, just to you know. See if it's worth your time, and occasionally I travel abroad and you know, to other conventions where I meet other buddies like Nintendo and show you the shenanigans that happen. It's real fun, and yeah. every now and then I stream. So yes, yes, we nice. we're big fans of the shenanigans on the Retro Redoctopus podcast. So yes. if you have any of those tonight, Linda, just feel free to just. Just spill them all over the place. I got some zany zinkers there for you. Oh, so zany. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, oh retro snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, Linda and I met a couple years ago in uh, South Carolina uh, for the first time. And uh, we went to Southeast Game Exchange, which was yeah. uh, the second to last convention I went to. <laughs> um before the you know the world side to you know take a massive dump on no itself. more conventions yeah oh my god so terrible um and it, it was awesome like we made a couple of videos together you know i had one on my channel where we went game hunting and i was on her channel when we were game hunting so that was a lot of fun to do i yeah, had uh, videos just as a fan those were fun to watch yeah, I, I, I met Nintendo and I yelled Nintendo really loud. I don't think he was expecting that. <laughs> yeah, that was the yeah, first was like thing. That was the first thing you said. Like when, when I got out of my car, you're like, Nintendo! Everybody was staring at me. Like, Linda! <laughs> what you didn't know is Linda said that to every car that happened to pull <laughs> up. You were shit. like the 42nd yeah. person she said that to, luckily. When she gets my attention, when she gets my attention, she's like, yes! Yes! Oh, God, you guys feed each other with that. I, that yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, when we comment on each other's videos, we just say yes. Yes, and, and, and then we say our name. And really then wrong. I say our name. Yeah. And it <laughs> says all. Like, there, there's volumes that are being spoken in these yeah. simple In things. those A's. 
Right. In those yeah. extra A's and S's. But actually, yeah, oh. the number of A's correlates to what you, the you, you read know, between the letters is. and you see all yeah. the the love and admiration yes. that is going says, through. Says, I love <laughs> you, Joe. I love you, Joe. Yes. I love you, Josef. Yeah. Oh yes. yes. Oh. Yeah, well, thanks for being here, Linda. This is super fun. So tonight, Joe, what are we talking about, man? What tonight, are we doing? tonight, we're going to talk about the wonderful company Konami. Konami. Wait, can we can we officially just make it for real this time and say for the entire rest of the evening your name is Jonami officially? Sure, just for tonight. Jonami twenty five. Jonami twenty five. Yes. Oh snap. Yes. Rebranded. Remix. On the spot. On the spot because I am like the biggest Konami fan of old. Of, of old. I gotta point that out. Of yes. old. Right. Um, because we all know where Konami has been heading the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Burn Fast track. Uh, yeah. So the whole point of this episode is to talk about the 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 history of Konami and we're going to uh talk about some of the games that they released that that we grew up on and, and that we loved and we also have our uh episodic questionnaire yeah and mm-hmm. uh, this one's obviously is going to be based on Konami and mm-hmm. uh so we will get to that later on so without further ado I will begin the introduction <coughs> <coughs> Do your arpeggios. Do re mi fa sol la There you go. <laughs> now you're ready to go. All right. So, so, Konami is a Japanese entertainment and gambling company that started off as a jukebox rental and repair business in Toyo, Toyo no, Noka, Osaka, Japan, by Kegamasa Kozuki, who remains the company's chairman. Hmm. The name Konami is a portmanteau, if I'm saying that word correctly, yes. of the names Kegamasa Kuzuki, Yoshi, Yoshinobu Nakama. Yeah, I am terrible with these names. No, by no, the way. You're, you're doing okay. And, and Tatsu Miya, Miyasaku. There we go. Get those words out there, Joe. Oh, so it's the first two letters from each of each, yeah, the first yeah. syllable of all, which their is last interesting because I, I actually never. The knew more that. you know, yes, <laughs> with the star and rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> it cool. produces nah. and distributes trading cards, anime, Tokusatsu. Satsu? You really Satsu? set yourself up for this. <laughs> I like, know. Bring I'm me terrible the hardest words. <laughs> Give I them all to I, me. I have to challenge myself sometimes. So, Linda, this should make you feel better. <laughs> if you think that you might mispronounce something, it's okay. I'm, I'm I fuck okay. up. I fuck yeah. up all the time. So, <laughs> as this is as know. professional as we are. This yeah. is yeah. we are naked right now. So, so we're not. Good. Very good. Very good. Anyways, slot machines pachinko machines and arcade cabinets and is a video game developer and publisher konami has casinos around the world and operates health and physical fitness clubs across japan that's weird Kana- i didn't know that i didn't yeah, know either konami is headquartered in tokyo big surprise in the united states <laughs> konami manages its, its own video game business from offices in el Sa- segundo california and its casino gambling business from game- offices gaming. in paradise nevada I know where that is. Oh my mm. God! Oh, That's like oh, your backyard. Are you there? That's right your backyard now? over there. Oh my gosh! Linda, oh my are gosh. you broadcasting from from Paradise, Nevada? 
Are you rocking you the paradise? Oh my god! Like sticks? You will never know. Oh, damn. the more we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> its Australian gaming operations are located in Sydney. As of March 2019, it owns 22 consolidated subsidiaries around the world. Yes, Get those words out, Joe. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. we're through the first part. Woo, Joe! I can hear you leveling up. <clears throat> As you speak, like your experience yes. points just just accruing. Just yes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I am at XP I am at, 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 at nine thousand. Oh, yeah. I've, so I've, I have leveled up negative six. <laughs> you leveled but down. I rolled, I rolled a natural twenty, so you're good, bro. But I was like, uh, I was like, a, I was at, a, I was at a level negative ten. So now I'm at level. Linda covered you with a nat twenty. Up. Hey, you're good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe rolled a soft one, but it's okay. We're working. On it. Yes, we're we're getting there. Okay. Critical damage, but we're doing <clears throat> critical damage zero. Okay, okay, we're All doing right. pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Let's keep we're doing going. good. We're doing nice. good. Got a nice okay. intro. Nice. <laughs> yes, some good, that's a good intro. I'm very surprised about Konami having fitness clubs. I, I think that's I will yeah. balance about that too. out all the all the activities they require people to sit their ass in a chair for. That they're like, now we got to have fitness clubs <laughs> to make it balanced. <laughs> right. Right. Hmm. All right. Anyway. Now we're getting to the the history of Konami. History. <laughs> Ooh. The company was founded on March 21st, 1969. So this shit's been around for a while, yo. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was officially incorporated under the name Kanabi Industry Company, LTD. I don't know what that stands for. On March 19th of 1973. The company's founder and chairman, Kegamasa Kuzuki, ran a jukebox rental and repair business in Toyonaka, Osaka, before transforming the business into a manufacturer of amusement, amusement machines for video arcades. The first coin-operated video game was released in 1978, and they began exporting products to the United States the following year. Konami yeah. began to achieve success with hit arcade games such as 1981's Frogger, such a staple, Scramble, and Super Cobra many in which are licensed to other companies for statewide release, including Stern Electronics and Gremlin. Oh, don't let them out at night after midnight. <laughs> Industries. <laughs> they eventually established their U.S. subsidiary, Konami of America, Inc., in 1982. It was during this period that Konami began expanding their video game business into the home consumer market following a brief stint releasing video games for the Atari 2600 in 1982 for the U.S. market. The company would release numerous games for the MSX Home Computer Standard in 1983, following by the Nintendo Entertainment System. I think everybody knows about that one. I've never heard of that. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> numerous Konami franchises were established during this period on both platforms and as well as the arcades such as Gradius, Radius, depending on how it says, Castlevania, Twin B. Oh, this one I don't know. Bernama. Donberry going. Donberry. Okay. Contra and Metal Gear. Mmm, such a good one. Mm -hmm. Due to the success of their NES games, Konami's earnings grew. Wow, from 10 million in 1987 to 300 million in 1991. Wow, that was a rapid growth. A bunch of money. Freaking heck. Mm. That's Um, leveling up right there. 
In June 1991, Konami's legal name was changed to Konami Co. Limited, and their headquarters would later be relocated to Minato, Tokyo in April 93. The company started supporting the 16-bit video game consoles during this period, starting with the Super NES in 1990, followed by the PC Engine in 1991, and the Sega Genesis in 1992. After the launch of the Sega Saturn and PlayStation 1, in 1994, Konami became a busyness divisional organization with the for- formation of various Konami computer entertainment uh, KCE subsidiaries, starting with the KCE Tokyo and KCE Osaka, which would later, later be known as KCE Studios. In April 1995, followed by KCE Japan, later known as Kojima Productions. Oh, shit. And, oh, it's oh, oh, shit's getting real. Oh, he got it in there. He's there Shit, now. Shit's getting long now. Okay. In April 96, each KCE subsidiary would end up creating different intellectual properties, such as uh, uh, KCE Tokyo's Silent Hill series and KCE Japan's Metal Gear Solid series, which was a revival of uh, Metal Gear uh, on the MSX and Nintendo, BT dubs. In 1997, Konami started producing rhythm games for arcades under the Bermani brand. I've never even heard of that. Bermani. It's for like Beat beat Mania. Bermani. Bermani. Oh, gotcha. And branched off off into, oh yes, the collectible card game business with the launch of Yu-Gi-Oh! Trading Card. It's time to do 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 Is it? Yeah, it is. Well, uh, <laughs> you know what else it's time for? Uh, uh, in July 2000, the company's legal English name was changed to Konami Corporation, but the Japanese legal name remained the same. As the company transitioned into the developing video games, uh, into developing video games for the sixth generation consoles, they branched out into the health and fitness business with the acquisitions of PeopleCo Limited in Daiyai Olympic Sports Club <laughs> Incorporated, uh, which became Konami's subsidiaries. In August of 2001, the company invested in another video game publisher, Hudson Soft. Oh, I love Hudson. Oh, Soft. they're so they're so oh, soft. They're so soft. And they have so that nice, soft. They have that fuzzy bee. It's just a nice bee. They're like um, kitties. They are. <laughs> uh, so Hudson Soft, which became a consolidated subsidiary after Konami accepted new third-party shares issued by them in March 2006. Konami merged all their video game development divisions into a new subsidiary known as Konami Digital Entertainment Company, also known as KDE, because acronyms, um, as the parent (laughs) company before becoming a pure holding company. Their headquarters were relocated to Minato, Tokyo in 2007. The absorption of Hudson Soft... Uh, in 2012, resulted in the addition of several other franchises, including Adventure Island, Bonk, Bloody Roar, Bomberman, Far East of Eden, and Star Soldier, to name a few. Mm-hmm. In April 2015, Konami delisted itself from the New York Stock Exchange following the dissolution of their Kojima Productions subsidiary. Learn how to speak, Joe. In a translated interview with Nikai mm. Trendy yeah, Net published in the following month. The newly appointed CEO of Konami Digital Entertainment, Hadiki 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 Hayakawa 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 
announced at Konami, but shift their focus towards mobile gaming for a while, claiming that mobile is where the future of gaming lies. Rungo. Big Rungo. The the trade name of the company was changed from Konami Corporation to Konami Holdings Corporation during the same month. In 2017, Konami announced that they would be reviving some of the company's other well-known video game titles following the success of their Nintendo Switch launch title, Super Bomberman R. Yes! In early 2020, which, let's be real, feels like about six years ago, Konami <laughs> moved their headquarters to, the, to Ginz, the Ginza district of Tokyo, which includes a facility for holding uh, ex... Uh, Esports events. E- e- I couldn't read the word esports. E- I'm like, what's an esport? You mean exports? Esport? No. Is that like we're a holding esports events as well as a shul for esports players? Nailed it. Uh, Konami also announced a major restructuring of Konami Digital Entertainment, also known as KDE, to those in the know, uh, on 25th of January 2021. Damn, that's recent. Mm. Uh, which includes the dissolution of its product divisions <clears throat> one, two, and a three uh, to be reconsolidated into a new structure to be announced at a later time. Konami affirmed that this would not affect their commitment to video games and was only an internal restructuring. Unlikely though. I have not heard any good <clears throat> stuff about their video game development. So whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I kind of, I don't know how true this is, but I kind of like read somewhere uh, where Konami is planning on bringing bring back like Metal Gear and uh, <clears throat> Castlevania, and it's well, I had that the that. crappy piece, Metal but, Gear Survive um, game, and that was yeah. Not I mean, good. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, look at Contra, what they did with Contra. Like that was that was really rough. I mean, awesome. It came out. We got a Contra in 2019. Amazing, but that game was hot trash. It was a cash grab. It really you know, was. They were clearly terrible. trying to to just. They were trying the to re- reinvent it, and yeah. Well, they were also trying necessary. to be like the old Contra, where you couldn't pause, and that didn't work either because yeah. a lot of people have lives. Right, like, I need to pause my right. freaking game here, and I and I, I freaking I hated the whole uh, grinding aspect where you had to grind for money to get these surgeries done so you can upgrade your your character. And the, and all of the upgrades felt like super underwhelming. They were really expensive. And then if you wanted to get like if you wanted to build a specific like I don't know like setup for your character, you had to just wait for the shop to randomly have the parts that you wanted to build like the set that you're looking to build. So yeah. the only way to recycle the items in the shop is to play another level, which is like okay, but I don't want to do that because <laughs> I want to make my character good. Right. What? Right. It's like, like uh, this the thing? I just want I, I want my spread gun. Yeah, I want my spread gun. Just give me I that. I just want to shoot something and get an upgrade. I don't want to have to like work for it. <laughs> Where, where's my fuel, floaty, give me fire, floaty eagle give me thing? I, I can desire. Shoot. Like, come on. Right. Where's my what? Where's my falcon? The floaty the falcon. Fal- oh, it's the falcon. The red. Right. The falcon. The red yeah, falcon. Right. Sure. I like. I I don't know my robot birds that well. That's the. And I thought you were a bird flacking. I am a bird guy, but I'm supposed to be a bird guy. I'm not a metal bird guy. I'm yeah. I like metal. I like birds. Metal bird. I shouldn't say that that fast. I mean, if I say it fast, I like fucking birds, kid. But if I say it too slow, it's like I like fucking birds, kid. 
Kid. It I think yeah, slow was so better. Many, so slow. many interpretations from that one statement. Yeah. I like fucking bird kids. And then you're like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oops. So <laughs> Missed an S. So that's pretty cool. Uh, thanks for putting that together, Joe. That nice little yeah. history of the company. Yeah. A lot of stuff um, I did not know about. At I, all, right? I suggest that we uh, we do before the Octoponder because now it, it <laughs> we're not that far into the episode. Do, do you want to do the arcades at least? And then yeah, let's yeah let's start break? off with the arcades. So, sure. Meat and so, potatoes. The meat and potatoes. Yeah. So let's get to the fun stuff. Let's. Yeah. Uh, Let's start with Linda. What's what's your pick for uh, your arcade game? Well, I like me some Simpsons. Come on now. Yes. Yeah, 1991 yeah, was the Shiznit year for some arcade games, and they brought us the Simpsons classic TV show. I kid you not, I would find that anywhere I could. And mm-hmm. nobody knew each other, and you just get a bunch of people randomly thrown onto yep. that arcade machine, and we're crushing that game. I had recently went to uh, Reno, and I was playing that arcade game, and I and the guy who was running the shop was like, "Hey, are you playing Simpsons?" I was like, "Yeah." He throws me an extra few coins so we could play and keep going. I was like, "Dude, that's oh, how much nice. power Simpson what a, has." What a bro, awesome. I know, just brings the change out of random people's pockets. Yeah, man. He was just like, "Let's keep playing." I was like, "I I, I was fresh out of coinage." I was like, "I'm done. I'm sorry." He's like, "Here, here, take some, take some." And I'm like, "Okay." So we just kept shilling in the money, <laughs> yeah, kept going. Awesome. That, you know, that's the one thing I love about multiplayer arcades is that you you like you have like a brief bonding moment with a with a complete stranger yeah you don't know who that person is and then then you go on your merry ways and then you forget about each other but you get that that brief moment in time you have that little bonding moment and if you do really good and you beat the boss you sometimes you just turn to your left and you just start making out and high-fiving each other yeah oh yeah i mean high five yeah i i high-fiving with with your lips yeah yeah. Yeah, like yeah. lip high fives. You guys ever yeah. do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those lip high fives. I mean, sh- I mean, Sean Sh- Sh- and I do that all the time. <clears throat> that is. Oh not yeah, but you don't even need to play through an arcade game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just do that. Like, but the yeah, the Simpsons fun. arcade is—it's so funny <laughs> because like that game is such a legit beat 'em up game. Hell yeah. And and yes. the Simpsons were like they were so freaking popular. Obviously, they were just renewed for seasons like I don't know, 34, 35 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something they're, still, they're yeah. gonna go to the end of time. To the end of time. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. But yeah. they were and so... they predict so many things, so creepy. Right. Yeah. But they were so big then. And they and people kept trying to put out video games, but the problem is that this it's like a comedy, it's just a sitcom, basically. It's a cartoon yeah. sitcom. So it's like, how the hell do you make a video? It's like making a video right. game of family ties or full house. Like, what do you do? You can't do right. that. It doesn't make sense. But the Simpsons are like, nope, we have to do it because it'll make money. So, I mean, later they got it into did. like all the, you know, <laughs> the bowling and the cart racing and, you know, the crazy taxi. Some of the weird ones that didn't make yeah. any sense. But like yeah. at yeah. first it's yeah. like, what do we do? And there were the Nintendo ones. And, and I remember there's like Super Nintendo had Bart's Nightmare and like none of them were very good at all. But yeah. you played them because you love the Simpsons and that's just what you did. But for some reason, the, like the clouds parted, just like in the opening, the opening of the cartoon. You saw the name oh, Konami and you went, oh, oh snap. It's like, it's like you and, know the, it's going to be good. Shines down the and, then you, and then you saw a gust of like explosions of air and, and then you just went. <sighs> it's it's so good. And like the characters are all fun to play as. They all there's so many references in there, like mm-hmm. background Weird characters. weapons that make no yep. sense. Yep, yep. And and like I love the background characters, like Sideshow Bob will just show up in one level, or like the the level where they're outside and like Blinky the three-eyed fish falls out of the the waterfall at one point. It's just like, yeah, yeah. like tons of neat 
references and it's incredibly well animated it's like it looks like no other game because it looks like the simpsons yeah it's such bright color palettes that you could throw ninja turtles and that together and see two completely good different games even though it's the same company that made same style of game but you're like no they're two different completely different games altogether absolutely yeah yeah it's just amazing to me how well that arcade works out like Mm -hmm. like you like like steve said like it's the simpsons it's a the the it's a comedy show the the cartoon yeah how does this work like like what do you do with this game it's like oh just make it a beat-em-up and it fucking works right it went badly i can't believe it yeah and it's like, crazy it's, that to me got to make it like not yeah. an american yeah. game yeah. company or somebody it's like no like they like konami had their hands on this shit and yeah it and it and to me it's hilarious playing as bart and lisa just beating up adults mm-hmm. yeah yeah they didn't like, know anything like, other... like Bart gets to beat people Absolutely. over the head with a skateboard. Uh, Lisa gets Lisa, to be kinky and whips yeah. her 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 jump rope. <laughs> I feel like she should have used her her she should have weaponized her saxophone. I feel like yes, which that would have been, been awesome. hilarious to yeah. throw yeah. musical notes at people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it begs the question: What other sitcoms did we were we robbed of? You know, like yeah. I mean, I'm oh, thinking so I'm thinking like I want a Golden Girls beat them up. Well, you never know because there were so many games <laughs> that were in production that were just like put it to the side, and they're finding new ROMs every day as we speak about games that would have been but couldn't have been. And then an employee found it and was like, "Hey, I'm going to throw it out there since it's no longer have a license." Right, like some random demo or beta or something that yeah. never got released. Yeah, exactly. And then somebody builds on that game, and then we get a full game. So, hoping, oh, yeah. cross your fingers. You never know. You might yeah, get maybe maybe we'll have a uh, you know. The Wrath of Dorothy coming up. <laughs> Blanche's Revenge. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, awesome game. So good. Awesome game. That'd be sweet. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Parasite Steve, what's your pick? Um, so, my first pick, I have, I have two I want to talk about. But first one from 1990 is the game Aliens, which I, to this day, think is one of the best earliest uh really good license games in the arcade mm-hmm. yeah really not a lot of those um at the beginning like they're, they're just you didn't see too many licensed arcade games anyway um obviously the simpsons is amazing that came out a year later um and there's you know plenty of other ones we could mention but i don't know in 1990 aliens was a really fun game um the graphics are definitely not as good as what the, the company was putting out just a year or two later Um, but it really was like, you know, Linda said, you know, you look at different properties that Konami was making games of. And even though they were essentially the same type of game, because they made a lot of beat-em-ups for the arcade, um, they really all looked so different. They really tried to make the game look like whatever the property should look like. And no other game looks like The Simpsons. And Aliens looks a little bit more stock, but it also really fits the the tone of the movie and stuff. And uh, I think that uh, it's it's a little bit more comparable to um, what is that? What is that like? I, I'm I'm trying to remember the name. It's for the Genesis, and it's like Alien Storm or something. Yeah, the, that sounds right. Yeah, it's like the Golden Axe type, but they're there's yep. like a guy, girl, yeah. and a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alien Storm. Alien Storm. Yeah, you have to yeah. shoot yeah. the giant right. snail mailbox. It was, on, it was yeah. on the Wii also. Yeah, I think yeah. I think this sort of looks like that. And the um the the characters do shoot 
which is really fun. So they have, mm-hmm. you have projectiles. So it is a beat em up, but it's, it does feel different because you, know, you have, you have range. <laughs> it's a pew em up. You have ranged attacks and it's really, really fun. And you can play as two characters. Uh, I believe, I think it's just two players. I think there's only two characters. It's definitely Ripley. And I think Hicks um, is a Michael, Michael Bean character. Mm. And uh, for some reason, they decided that Sigourney Weaver should be blonde question mark maybe they thought the head wasn't going to balance well with the the graphics i don't know but anyway other than that it it uh it works great it's a very fun game um it's not like their best best but i love alien so freaking much and uh it's definitely one of my my favorite properties of all time and this game is definitely uh a beloved arcade memory for me fun stuff this one this one never got uh, a console release no it did not no the same, the same thing with the simpsons yeah which is great right. cray <clears throat> yeah i mean i don't even know if i mean because i think the simpsons was on like what, what did a bunch of beat-em-ups come out on like i didn't get it was it the it was just the teenage mutant ninja turtles like i got ported to almost everything okay yeah like there was I, I a beat-em-up. people talking about this i remember a conversation on your channel, Joe, you did like a live video. Yeah, I did. Remember- Actually, Linda was on that, was yeah. in that video with, with two other YouTubers. And I remember people were saying like a lot of them had come out for like the Switch store or something or... Yeah, yeah like those, like, those like, like digital digital releases. Right. Mm-hmm. right. This is- I don't know if Aliens ever came out. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think it ever no. came out like ever. <clears throat> they didn't release know. it for anything else. It was just that. It was a good one. Uh, yeah. Not as good as the far superior alien versus predator but that's capcom that's capcom yeah. and that came right. out later that is that is a better game definitely one one of the best being loves i think so i think so for sure but that game was so much fun yeah i think between those two companies like if you liked beat-em-ups essentially 90 percent of them were coming from those two companies in the early 90s yeah for sure you know obviously data data east had the avengers captain america and the avengers is awesome and uh moonwalker was a decent one and there, you know th- you had you had like your few but oh man between capcom and konami jesus just so many great beat-em-ups yeah just yeah endless endless good beat-em-ups for sure what there um Ooh, okay uh so i will talk about uh, the game sunset riders yeah Burbank, Burbank, uh, Burbank. 1991's uh, cowboy running gun shooter yes. game. Uh, so this game was just like this game was so unique and so much fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, I I played this first on the Super Nintendo, but I've gone back and played the uh, played the arcade game, and it's you know you got your four different cowboys that you can choose from. You have you know basically side scrolling gameplay, but you can also like do a jump onto like a higher level and your guy can kind of move like up and down similar to like a beat-em-up kind of structure a little Mm -hmm. bit um uh but the main thing that you're doing is you're you know you're shooting uh so it's it plays like a hybrid like beat-em-up shoot-em-up game kind of thing uh you know you have to be really careful of like where you're standing you know where you're positioning your character uh because there's all these like flashing you know green and like they flash pink the enemy bullets or whatever and you're trying to avoid to make sure you're not getting killed um but it was such a unique setting for a, for a game of of this type or really any type you know you didn't really have a ton of like cowboy wild west games 
Um, right. and, and just the style of it was so much fun. Uh, the voice acting was a uh, hilarious, still quoted to this day <laughs> endeavor. Murray, Murray, me with my <laughs> money. so good uh love this game and it it did get some uh some releases on the genesis and the super nintendo and uh i guess apparently it is available uh virtually on the switch which is cool yeah um but uh yeah sunset riders is a awesome game. game and and not to not to downplay this aspect it is one to four players and it is awesome multiplayer yeah, like yeah. I, you don't have to worry about you know murdering each other or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like you just basically can go through it, and it's so much fun to play it with multiple people. Yeah, right. uh, love it. Yeah, love this game. Yeah, uh, super two, awesome. Two real quick ones uh, that are similar games. One is a game called Mystic Warriors, which never came over here, but it's essentially the exact same type of game, uh, same scale characters and everything. It's just samurai paint job. It's samurais instead of cowboys other than that you're like playing sunset riders uh very fun game that came uh, a couple years later in 93 yeah also uh the uh, kind of another like really underappreciated game the wild west cowboys a moon yes great game and uh very similar um similar size characters uh it's based on a cartoon show it only lasted one season um but it was uh it was a fun it was a fun shoot 'em up beat 'em up type game just like you said there's uh, mm-hmm. uh multiple layers just same sort of thing you could jump up and there it was four players at once and uh yeah it's very similar very fun nice awesome. yeah uh i'm going to have to go with uh metamorphic force awesome game uh which is definitely one of my my favorites that konami had released and again this one had no console port at all which i talked about in my my video they put out last year um i've never seen this cabinet ever like i never never knew this this game existed i randomly found it like on some rom site and right and i remember telling you guys about it and holy crap like the the game played like x-men yep and oh my god yeah it is so good it's not it's not very long not very long games like five stages five or six stages and it, it's it's excellent like you play as four four different characters each each one have they have their own set of moves unique moves and you collect these little uh, golden statues of athena and um you once you collect it you turn into a beast like each character would turn to, to their, uh, their own beast like one be like an ox a bear um a wolf. goat oh and a wolf yeah and it, it, it's such a unique game. Like, oh, I think one of them is a panther, not a goat. I think there was a goat and. Oh yes, you're right. A black panther. Yes, black panther. Yes, I, I was thinking. I was thinking of uh, one of the bosses. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like it's like yeah. a goat like character. Yeah, yeah. I can totally yeah. picture him. So so freaking good. They have like their throws. You can attack them, attack your enemies while they're on the ground, mm-hmm. kind of like with X Men. Um, the music is fantastic. Um, I love the 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 talking. Uh, like 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 we we beat the the beat the level. It says you did it, and you feel like so super proud of yourself because you know, <laughs> conquered the level. And uh, no other Konami game has has done that. So I think that that's really cool. It's like the Kawabunga. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Linda, have you ever played this one, Metamorphic Force? No, I have not played it at all. Like I need to look it up on my RetroPie and see if I have that. It's it's excellent. the The only thing I don't like about 
the game is um, there's two different versions of this game. One of them is the one I don't really care for. It's uh, when you, when you uh, you gain health by by collecting like energy uh, icons or whatever. But over time, it kind of kind of a uh, decreases, kind of like with Gauntlet, like like your health like drops. Oh like yeah, one, oh, it's like coin guzzler thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't it. I don't remember which region that's from, but there is one. <laughs> Where it's like it's normal. It's like no, you, you what you have is what you have. You don't have to. You can stand in one place and not worry about your health dropping. Mm. Like like you're getting exhausted from standing in one place. Werebear needs food badly. Yes. <laughs> werebear is about to die. <laughs> Everything was where where with that game. Like yeah, <clears throat> where where I need, I need the where 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 bear where wolf where wolf where where wolf. <laughs> All those werewolves. <laughs> where Waldo, where Carmen San Diego. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Uh, where they that, at? Was, that was a late one too. That was 93. 93, yeah. Same thing with Mystic Warriors. Yeah, totally. So crazy. Uh so Linda, you got another one, right? Yes, I have Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. 1992. That's a good See, one. That was a rare cabinet to find, also. Like that was one of those like sleeper cabinets that not many. Yeah, I've have. never seen it. I've never yeah, seen yeah. it. Yeah, I've never seen it in person. Nope. Yeah, I got the lucky. There's one in a, a city nearby that I did not when I was growing up. I went there every now and then, and sure enough, there was one cabinet for like maybe six months to a year. I guess it didn't get enough of a profit, and it was finito right after. So I got the lucky pleasure of like playing the game in the cat the arcade cabinet, but. I only had it for like a few times and then I was like, sadness is gone again. So yeah, I see maybe, I think it was uh, somewhere up, you know, in Wisconsin where Megadon is, there's an arcade uh, that every single arcade cabinet is in there. So I have probably have to go check it out and see that one. Oh, wow. That place sounds pretty sick. Yeah. I think it's, uh, what was it called? It was something ghost maybe. I have to look it up, but I, I, I've seen Dan be there a couple times. It's on his channel, like the arcade, and they have like a pinball section and an arcade section. And I think they have that there. So nice. you need to go visit that place. Cool. And nice. this was another this was another one of those ones we were saying it's like a, a beat 'em up, shoot 'em up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, kind of funny. Like I didn't realize how many they actually made. Uh, because Mystic Warriors was like that too. You were yeah. I think she's throwing uh like shurikens. shurikens. Yeah. Yeah. It was either it was either they had an object in their hand that they utilized hit boxes with, or they had shooters. Yeah. It was like a little bit of both, mm. maybe. Yeah. Right. This was uh, this was definitely a fun game, and another one that I personally had discovered on emulation. Yeah. Like yes. On, on yeah. Mame, like much later, and I'm looking at the the actual arcade cabinet right here. And it's so awesome. I just, you know, I've never like read the Bucky O'Hare comic books or anything that yeah. it was based on, but I, I do. There is something about the, the look of specifically the cartoon. Uh, I mean, the, the comic book artwork. I just love it. I don't know. There's just something about it. Like the, the weird green rabbit. I don't know. He's great. Yeah. And, he looked, uh, he looked really so good pissed. on the cabinet too. It's it looks awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's super awesome. Bucky only had one expression though; he was always pissed. Yeah, mm, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe it, yeah, I think it was like one time he's happy on the arcade cabinet, if <laughs> I remember correctly. He's just shooting somebody up, like oh. Yeah, and it I'm had just... it had a voice yeah. acting from the cartoon, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You could be Bucky O'Hare, Deadeye Duck, Blinky the Android, and Jenny Cat. Yeah. I'm looking at yeah. them. Yeah, like he had a smug look on in the side cabinet. Like he's like, haha, I'm shooting you. <laughs> God, <Yeah>. shooting you. <laughs> uh, I'm committing murder. Yes. Uh, Murdering cat. <laughs> I'm a saucy bastard. Yes. I'm a That's saucy how you do rabbit. It. I'm a bad rabbit. Spank me. I'm a bad rabbit. <laughs> I, I actually found a, a flyer for Bucky O'Hare the arcade game and it says this kit is a blast oh snap okay That's a, snap. so 90s <laughs> it's so lazy is what it is <laughs> well, so 90s so 90s was so lazy they were like references everything was lazy snap. like yeah. five words or less you know, the kiddos can't keep their attention span. Yeah, right. that that's the Rob Liefeld of uh, arcade flyers. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Awesome. So, stuff. Parasite Steven, you have one more. I do. Um, so, I'm going to go with X Men 1992. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a game I feel like everybody who might ever listen to our show has definitely played this game. Probably some other ones we're listening to or mentioning as well, but I don't know. X-Men is everywhere. It was el- always everywhere. I mean, yeah, there were two mm-hmm. versions of the thing, four player or six player, where they had the two monitors and it was weird. Uh, you wouldn't see that all the time, but the four player version was just everywhere. First time I ever, ever played it, you know, back in the day, you know, when there's no internet and there's no, you know, I didn't know this thing was like in existence. And I remember being at a mall with my mom and there was an arcade in this mall popped in right there in front of the door is this glorious, like the most beautiful thing I had ever seen in, in my <laughs> entire life up to that point. <laughs> this X-Men arcade, because I love the X-Men so much. And um, I just couldn't believe it. And uh, I, I, you know, slid up to that bad boy and uh, took control of my favorite X-Men, which is Nightcrawler. And um I just instantly fell in love. The graphics were so big. They were so well animated. Um, I knew all the bosses. Like there was so much about that game to enjoy for me. Um, really, really love that game. I, I don't really think tons needs to be said because as I said, everybody knows this. Game. Everyone knows. That was like a staple in every single arcade. Every, I mean, yeah. Everybody like, else. Yeah. That was the mainstream. Even, even yeah, Chuck like, E. Cheese, right? Like, I mean, yeah. they had it everywhere. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it was hard to play because everyone else was playing it. I had to play your quarter away in line. Even no, when no, a couple of years ago uh, at a Southeast game exchange, they had the X-Men game there and you could not play it because everyone else was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was like the only One of those things. cabinet where people would just be gathered around and just waiting the, waiting the turn to play it. And uh, I will crazy. say that it did it did do something a little bit different um, for beat-em-ups, which was, I believe it was the first time, correct me if I'm wrong, that you could attack an enemy when they were on the ground. Yes. I the think enemy wouldn't so. Just, yeah, so the enemy wouldn't yeah. just die. They would actually kind of lay there for out, a little bit. And they'd be yeah. on the ground. And you, if you left them there, they would get back up with a small amount of energy. Or you could prevent that by just hitting them when they were down. And I always loved it so much because you would, there were, there were two sets of graphics of your character attacking the guy on the ground, uh, whether or not you approached him from above or below on the screen. Cause you could, you know, move 
into the screen oh, yeah, or whatever, like the like depth. up and down yep. essentially. So mm-hmm. if you were, you know, facing, if, if you were below the, the enemy and you walked upwards and you were kind of on that side of them, it would show the, the back of your character attacking yep. and, or the front. If you, uh, it was, like it was so cool. The, there were so yeah. many sprites they made for every character. And I yeah. loved so much that when Nightcrawler did it, cause everybody pretty much just like kicked the guys Walked around, down, yeah. but Nightcrawler would yeah. jump on him. Jump. I thought that was yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wicked sweet. That, like that, he was, that, the, that he was cool. the one of the coolest ones to play. I think everybody fought over Nightcrawler. So great. Right. So great. And I, I, and I, I loved his, uh, his special attack too. He was just like, like That's... zoom across the, yeah, the screen a few times. I thought he was, he was like Vega. Not... He would just like hop around the walls. Even though that's not really his power, right? But... It's supposedly like you know him teleporting. Like no, he, he blinks basically. Moving. I just call it blink. Like yeah. the way that they did it, it would make me think if I didn't know what the character's power was that he had super speed. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah that's it looks what it like looks he's, like. He's moving. It looks really like fast. he's the yeah or something. Right. Yeah. But you know, it, it but... should have just been him like you know teleporting around with a bunch of explosions. I wonder if that they time. just couldn't figure it out in time and they just kind of like maybe said yeah. oh, okay we'll just settle for this. I mean the yeah. special attacks in that game were all kind of weird like Colossus would just like have this big Explode. spark come out of his body <gasps> or something. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and Wolf I love Wolverine's like just slashing. He just like slashed like 15 times really fast. He does like a, like a really huge sonic boom type oh, thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> No, or Strider, no. rather, like what's a much Strider. And that's every uh, game, like since the beginning of time. Like every time his special attack is just him, just like whipping those like Chungli really fast. His claws they go across the screen. He's like slashing his claws, but for some reason, twenty five feet in front of him, people are dying. I don't know mm-hmm. how it works. <laughs> even even ones that are above him, it, it doesn't matter. Right. You're you're in the hitbox yeah, range. Right. Of, I like, my claws so fast, and it was I mean, such a I bummer mean, to me that cyclops they they're like they relegated the uh the optic blast to be just his special attack it's like dude right, so dumb. right. he's it's so kind of lame when he he should be he should be optic blasting like left the entire and right. time yeah yeah non-stop blast well they nerf a lot of characters all the time in video games yeah, that yeah, don't make any do. sense yeah. yeah and you figure it's just probably programming issues right i think right. what would have been cool for for wolverine was to have a special be like a healing thing Oh yeah, that would have been different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like every again, turn, you can then heal. again, it's the arcade, and they want to make money. Yeah, well, that would <laughs> that would have so... worked for only one person out of the arcade, though, because right. you can't be Wolverine twice. So yeah. you would give it probably to the person who can't do beat him us very well. Here, you're you're Wolverine. <laughs> that is or like or idea. or make it so I that like, he can like heal. That. Yeah, where where he can heal like a certain percentage to the party, but he heals the most or something. I don't know. Like mm. they're like in some kind of like some radius, right, or yeah. something mm-hmm. where he can like heal. That wouldn't but... work though. I don't think. I, I I know. I'm just like throwing shit out there. He's, yeah, it's not stupider than slashing your fist and 25 feet in front of you, somebody dies. I mean, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, at I least Storm had the tornadoes. Like... That was cool. She like yeah, she was the closest to her character. I think like yeah. out of everybody. Dazzle, yeah. Dazzle oh, and, and too. Storm too. Yeah. yeah. Storm, yeah. Rogue, Storm, and Jubilee, I think, were the, like the closest to like any time that they were in a video game, like they were the closest to their characters. And yeah, maybe Gambit, maybe Gambit, because he just throws cards and has yeah, a. He's, a he's very, very gameable for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. like there's certain people that like instantly, you know, like. Their powers are just going like, to translate. <laughs> yeah. World. Well, see, I yeah. thought like, you know, not to get too far off topic, but the Super Nintendo uh, X Men Mutant Apocalypse game, which was not Konami, but they made 
Cyclops, like you could do optic blasts anytime you wanted to. You just had to do a like a fireball. Yeah, yeah like a Hadouken was, or something. That yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. It's like okay, guess what? He's fun to be now. Now, like you know, he can actually use his optic blast. Um, but if you just make him into a puncher, it's like um. Well, okay. you wonder how much yeah. the people who own the X Men license had their hands into the like process of being made. So. You wonder Probably if they're like, nope, not. nope, you can't, you can't do that. Either you do it this way or you don't do it that way. Yeah, yeah. I think at that point, like this is early 90s. So like Marvel Comics really was was in like a pretty state. They were on the heyday and Konami was just starting out getting like really super popular. Like now they're probably like Konami's a little bit higher, maybe just barely. But mm-hmm. like they had more pool back then when they were in their 90s. Like everything was X-Men everywhere. Yeah. And animated series going, they had games. You could not walk around without something being X-Men. Well, so it's it's interesting you say that. So like they were actually in a pretty steady decline for the 90s and they got really damn close to going bankrupt. And if it wasn't... But the, um, they were hiding it though. So like they, if, well, if, what, what they were doing was they were selling their rights off to everybody. Ah, That's why you okay. saw a lot of Marvel stuff, but they actually didn't have a lot of creative control over a lot of that stuff. So you're right. There were like tons of cartoon shows and uh and you know there were video games but a lot of the stuff video games and shows and there were movies too but they were all b movies like that you know god awful david hasselhoff nick fury movie and there's a, <laughs> you know there's right. like a, we don't, we don't uh, talk about that movie the captain america <laughs> direct to vhs movie uh with matt salinger uh and like i don't know it, like th- they were just whores at that point they're like we will sell to anyone please buy our stuff and um, it wasn't until 96 when Blade hit that it, they finally got a, a hit. And they're like, okay, now actual studios want our properties for like better movies. So after, after Blade, it was like, okay, X-Men and then Spider-Man. And then it was great. They're like, oh, this is awesome. We have all this money now. And now we're legitimate. But the thing that happened was by the time they got around to thinking, gee, we want to make our own movies, they had sold off so many freaking licenses that like all their stuff was parsed everywhere. Like Universal had the Hulk, Sony had Spider-Man, Fox had X-Men, and then there was like the Fantastic Four was with Fox, and and then with that they got Silver Surfer, and uh, I don't know, Punisher was with someone, and like they had just freaking sold everything to everywhere. And they're like, well, we want to do stuff where we're crossing characters over. So they they started with the Avengers because actually those were characters that weren't that popular. Yeah. Like Spider-Man, X-Men, Hulk, those are their big guns. Those mm-hmm. are their big selling guns always. So those were like off the board, basically. And then they were able to work something out with Universal for the Hulk. But notice that that one Edward Norton Hulk movie was the only Hulk movie that's been in the MCU because they then like that was a one time deal. And then I guess the way that rights work and licensing is you're allowed to have licensing for a character to have their own movie. And then it's a separate thing if they're going to appear in another movie like as a side character. So that's why we've gotten Hulk in the Avengers, but not another Hulk movie. It's mm. all fucking weird. It's really just the more you know, really crazy. <laughs> yeah, at the time they were just horse. They're like, please anybody make anything. And most of their games sucked, but this X Men arcade game was amazing. Yes, and Sp- I like the Spider Man arcade game too. That was Sega. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Earlier. Yep. Yeah. Really yeah. good. 
what I, what I really liked about the X-Men game is that it was based off the that pilot right show randomly Ride of the x-men yeah so random so random. Yeah, a game about that but <laughs> yeah. hey like oh a failed pilot that didn't get right. picked up yeah let's put all mm. this money into making a video well, game about that. maybe it'll come back and the video game was like way more popular than that pilot oh my god it has <laughs> legs to this day like you guys were just saying you were there was a line for that game yeah you know, at southeast out southeast game exchange like that's insane yeah it's yeah. crazy well, that's just because it was a staple. Everybody knew yeah. about that game. Yeah. You yeah. could find it anywhere. And also, it was fun. It wasn't like a lot of beat-em-ups where it's just annoying. At least you could recognize the characters, and they were somewhat balanced to the, the enemies because a lot of beat-em-ups were like, so off-balance. Just all about, you, yeah, literally, you know, yeah, literally just like quarter. point guzzlers again, where it's like, he's so yeah. hard. He has like four health bars. Oh, my gosh. How am I going to beat this in their arcade? Right, right. It's like quarters. That's it. There's no yeah. skill. Just mashing yeah. until you mm. we win. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And there were so many characters in this game from Pride of the X-Men in like exactly how they appeared in that that 20 minute cartoon that there were so many characters. They literally added like mini bosses for the levels halfway through. They're like, mm. we can't make a level for every character that we want to put in this game. So <laughs> we'll just throw in a bunch of like I remember the White Queen, Emma Frost. She was just a yeah. mini boss in one of the levels. Yeah. yeah, and they had like sound clips actually from that uh, Pride of the X Men show too. Yeah, mm-hmm. crazy. I think uh, a lot of the voice acting was from that show, right? Yeah, yeah they pulled a lot so, of that. Yeah. Just like I think, kind of like to be a double whammy to save on money. You know, like yeah, we don't have to except get a voice uh, actor. Except for Welcome to Die, that was like clearly <laughs> poorly edited. <laughs> There's some crackling to the sound. To yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I love the crackling. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to die. <laughs> <It> just stops. <laughs> no fade away, no nothing. It just like done. We were only allowed this sentence. We have to copy and chop really fast. But I, I know they uh, they had to. Yeah, they had to have recorded other stuff too. Because I mean, I remember like the character Wendigo is is a boss in that, and yeah. he pretty much just says. He's a Wendigo, Pokemon, man. so he just says his name. Wendigo. <laughs> but that was actually the first time I'd ever encountered that character, and I I loved him in that game. He was just cool, and as I'm like, he's a big yeti with a tail. I love this guy. Yeah. Um. And uh, and and then I learned about him in the in the comics later. But um, yeah. Like, you know, Wendigo. I loved him. He was so cool. He's the right. first Pokemon. <laughs> the, the, the original pokemon, oh, yeah. pokemon. he's the pokemon <laughs> yes he's the pokey go so pokey we got go. some other ones just to rattle off joe do you want to do those sure uh we'll go with uh gradius which is you know as we all know is gradius 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 whatever how you want to pronounce <laughs> it i we i i, I want to call said, it i want to pronounce it dradius go dradius. for it don't with, with a ja. nope fuck it um also uh teenage mutant ninja turtles which is a freaking classic yes that oh my god yes love that one um roller games uh which is based on the tv show um i've never actually played it but i have seen i'm it gonna person. find that game and play it yeah i'm <laughs> kind of curious so how, hard. how it plays yeah oh it plays so hard and we have the sequel to teenage mutant ninja turtles the, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, which came out in 1991. Yes. And 
I know we I've mentioned this in a previous episode, um, how Parasite Steve and I first discovered this game. Like, no, like Steve said back in the day, we didn't have internet, so we didn't know what was coming out. And we saw this game at a Chuck E. Cheese, and we shit ourselves. We were like, "Holy <laughs> fuck!" Yeah, we're spending our entire time yeah. playing this fucking game. The rest of the yeah, we are. That's here. all we did was play this, this is game. Like what we're doing. Just yeah. the animation of the sound yeah. of the uh, everything, yeah. and what and what blew me away the most prehistoric turtlesaurus. That yeah. that right there blew me away. No, that sound was the, crisp. The, the the intro, the 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 theme of <laughs> yes. of the oh, game. Yeah. They, yeah. It's it's from uh the coming out of the shells. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Album. Yeah. And yeah. holy shit, it was so good. Pizza power. I think we've sung this song on the show six times. Probably, yeah. Six times, yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. So good. Amazing. So good. It's better, it's better than Vanilla Ice's one. Is it though? Yes, it is. You're right. No, you're yeah. right. Oh, which one is oh his is the, the ninja rap, right? Ninja. 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 Go ninja. Go ninja. He really leaned into that go ninja, go ninja, go stuff. My God. Yeah. And they sure went go. Yeah, half the song is just go, 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 go. Oh my god. So do you hear me dancing? Yeah. So dumb. But we uh we should probably say we made a conscious decision because there are so many great games from Konami that we love that we have various episodes that are already dedicated to series like Contra and Castlevania. And there are Mm -hmm. so many of those and so many Ninja Turtle games that while we haven't done a Ninja Turtle episode yet, we definitely will. So we're going to sort of just say less about the Ninja Turtle games. Just mention them. Yes. In case you guys are wondering, what the the fuck are we doing? Why would (laughs) we talk? Where's all the Ninja Turtles and stuff? If we're we're talking about the... I mean, if we're talking about the Ninja Turtle games, we'd be here all night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll All save those night. for another. So another we're gonna save it for sure. So we will save it. Mm-hmm. So, so that was our first half yes. of the show. So we are going to move on to the Octoponder question. Yes. So before we take a short break, I want to ask you, wonderful people, you fabulous retroids, this question: What franchise do you wish Konami had made into a game? So while you guys think about that, we will take a short break. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Hi, this is Stan Bush from Transformers the Movie, and you're listening to Retro Red Octopus. You got the touch. 
ready to do some thinking? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back, board everyone. Before we took a short break, I asked this question to you wonderful people. What franchise do you wish Konami had made into a game? So, we will say our answers first, and then we will read the Facebook comments that we've posted on Facebook. Which so, is, um, like, we are overwhelmed. You guys, overwhelmed, but we had some great, really, great really good answers on this one. Really I'm really funny happy. stuff, guys. So thank really, you Really, really so funny much. stuff. So, we will start with Linda. Okay, my answer would be Barbie. Just think about it, everybody. Barbie, <laughs> Konami. <laughs> And then it's just all metal, and you hear Barbie. Oh, so you want like an extreme, Barbie. like a yes. funny makeover where she's like yes. a total badass, like and Mad then she's Mad on a horse. Hardcore she has a machine Barbie. gun. She has two belts that are full of bullets. Hair pulled up into a high ponytail because you got to still be rocking the bunnies. You know, got to be, got to be fierce. Yep. Oh, and yeah. then, heck yeah, with the horse, just shooting away. Just I mean, shooting she away. Has, she has so many vehicles. Yeah, and, and, and all, so and many all, horses. And, he definitely yeah, has and, a Jeep. And, and literally, it's just the haters. All the haters that wouldn't let her be a model. Mm-hmm. That's that's the enemies. So I, I, I want to know I think, is I think the, the the whole point of the game should be trying to kill Ken because he cheated on her. <laughs> oh snap! Okay, oh so god, the scale. So Ken, so Ken is the final question. That answers well, the question because I was going to say, who are the other alternate players? Is it Ken? So Ken's the villain. So are her sisters? Yeah, it's all her sisters. Yeah, it can be are, are the all, all female players. cast. Yeah, and and okay. you start off on foot. You work your way through the first couple stages. Then you just see off in the distance, sunset. The horses ride in. And then you just get a Barbie second stage. And then you just start <laughs> going through again. And then, and then we just got to get the guy who did, Ooh, let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to get slaughter. Ready yes, yes. Just <laughs> him to say one line, and it's get just ready to let's get ready home. to slaughter. It's just half him, so nineties. Everything is just nineties. I think the dream house has to be the Malibu dream house has to be the final level. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like Barbie is is basically going from like castle to castle, not finding the end. <laughs> Princess is another castle. Sorry, Mario. I think on. Put another castle. amount of thought into this, Linda. And I appreciate well, no, it's it. just yeah, it's is, just random like thought process of like what could be the funniest thing to make into a franchise of better shoot 'em up. It's amazing. Or anything. It's just great. I would I would play it. Yes. I would too. I would play the crap out of it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the pinkest game ever. Yes. Yes. Eight bit alchemy, what's your pick? Uh so I had two ideas. Um uh, but uh can I just say both? Sure. Go for it. Okay. Okay. I really, really want a Gradius style game, but with Star Wars. Like oh, I yeah. want mm, just like okay. a Star Wars Gradius hybrid game with like, you know, um, I guess more like life force, because I want some levels to be vertical and you could be on like the speeder bike. Um yeah. and then some levels to be horizontal and you could do X Wing, you could do, you know, TIE Fighters, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think like you know, it stinks because not many other companies had the chance to make Star Wars games back in the day. Uh, it was always LucasArts. So mm. I would love for Konami to do that. Um, but that was kind of like my knee jerk, like easy one. The the other one that I, I would love to see is like, uh, you, you guys are familiar with like 
like uh, River City Ransom, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, like your exploratory beat em up, you get money, you buy upgrades and stuff. I want that, but I want it, Konami make it with like all super deformed Godzilla characters. Oh, <laughs> like okay. I, I want to do like the, the, you know the river city ransom thing but you start the game as godzilla and you earn you know you destroy whatever you go through the game you fight certain bad guys you have but to go I want you to... to the shopping mall and go buy right food. go to the shopping mall <laughs> and you can buy like new a um attacks for godzilla new like skins for godzilla based on like the different generations of godzilla and then i also want you to be able to unlock like different main characters like you know baragon Angiris, mothra whatever like I, I think that would be the most fun ever, and I would just like I would lose it. So it would, would it have would it have fun. sprites like that Sega Pico game? Yes, it would have sprites exactly like that amazingly adorable Sega Pico game. A hundred percent. It's I'm it's there. Like, yeah, I uh, guys, let's make this dream a reality. <laughs> Konami, you listening? You Actually, live in no, the probably reality. shouldn't listen at this point, but uh, <laughs> I know, I know. I would just it would make me a happy camper. If I can turn back time. If I can turn back time. We take go to You say. If I could turn back sight, Steve, what's your pack? Um, so uh, since I already mentioned the Golden Girls, uh, Wrath of Dorothy, I guess I, I won't mention that one again. Too late. Um, so really... Um, I think I think a Buffy game would be amazing. I always wanted a yeah. Buffy beat 'em up, and it just it, it it's past the heyday. Right, it wouldn't work. I think it started in '96. So they rebooted it. So it didn't exist when like Konami was making these these games. So it's like uh, it's impossible, whatever. But I do think a Buffy beat 'em up would be amazing. Well, Parasite Steve, they are rebooting it for CW. It's, uh, it's <clears> we won't speak of it. It's fine. Yeah. We won't speak of it. So, but they could just bring it back the old franchise. <laughs> um, they could, <laughs> but um, so I guess my official answer, because I never understood why there wasn't this game already anyway, is I'd love it to look like the X Men game, have the big graphics like that. I want six playable characters, and I want it to be the Thundercats. Yes, Thundercats. Yeah, Ooh. I think I think they would be that. W- oh my god! I want that game so bad. I can picture it in my head with the X Men graphics, yeah. And I want it so bad. It's ridiculous. Like you know, you could also do Thundercats like a Golden Axe type game or something, and have Snarf run in and out, and like he's he's the little bandit you just beat the hell out of. Just just because you hate Snarf and you just beat the hell just out of him. Beat the uh, devil out of him. Beat the beat the devil out of. <laughs> <laughs> slappy, slappy. Uh, but um you know i i i love that you could be lino tigra chitara who is the thundercats ho and uh, <laughs> panthro obviously would be my favorite character and oh i guess i guess wily kit and wily cat right i mean i guess that's what you could do yeah. um, snarf, snarf. and snarf a snarf would have to be like some power-up sort of a thing and then i think you could use jaga as some sort of a special attack where he, the ghost of Jaga comes up or something and does something. I don't know. Or maybe everybody gets their own and that's Lionos. And then maybe Panthros has to do with the thunder tank. Maybe he can call the thunder tank and it just comes by and um, runs people over. Uh, and, and you'd have to work in um, Tigra's invis- invisibility. So he would have to somehow with his, his power, he would have to turn invisible and then you could go around and maybe the enemies literally can't even attack you 
because they can't yeah, see they you. can't see you or yeah. maybe there are there maybe there when they slash at you they miss because they just can't see you they don't know and it's like you know you get to go around and so it's like a temporary invincibility right type right thing. essentially like just a fun way to do like an invincibility right um that would be really fun but anyway that's that i want thundercats I awesome thundercats. i can nice. totally picture every time you uh you would insert a quarter if this was an arcade game the south park game for the pinball it literally is just damn it <laughs> ah, nice damn it nice so my pick my pick also never had a video game although it did have a demo on the super nintendo um i'm gonna go with shadowhawk Okay. I, okay. I I loved this comic so much. I mean, I was never like super huge into comics, but for whatever reason, this one hooked me. Nice. I I loved it so much. My I God, loved. Not in a million years would I have guessed that this was your pick. Yeah, yeah. I just love Shadowhawk so much. I love the way how he looks. I actually, like, I have my own comic book character uh, who I kind of like stole some some of the ideas from. Like as far as like the the armor goes, like he has like that the shoulder pads. And that's that's where I got the idea from. He had the, my my character has like these really long shoulder pads, and uh, he, well, he's technically on. People might, uh, will have seen the the little sprites of our characters that are in the uh, the Facebook header. Yeah, Andrews is the blue guy, and also on yeah. Nintendo's like dust sleeves. Right, and... right, right. Yep. Oh yeah, right. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, so this game would be a beat 'em up, obviously, because I think that's Konami's strong suit um, back in the day. Um, but I would like it to be based on Batman returns for the super Nintendo because okay. I love, okay. Because I, I loved, I loved the, mm. the whole beam up aspect of yep. it. And then yep. you had some levels that was like platforming. I think that would be pretty cool. That would be. And, cool. and you have yeah. like a different set of moves depending on what mode the game is in. Uh, I wouldn't want any driving levels. Cause that's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he had, a I don't think he, I don't think he ever drove. So, he didn't have and I just, I just, I honestly, I just love the character himself. I think not just looks wise, but like, like personality wise, and and the, the reason why he became Shadowhawk. So if you guys want to know who Shadowhawk is, read the comic. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Uh, you know, you know, uh, I think that that idea is hundred percent perfect as is. I'm not saying my idea is better at all, but another fun idea would be you could do like Image All Stars, and you could have playable characters and, and do like you know spawn shadowhawk savage dragon you know like maybe a character like the classic original lineup right. of like image. image image universe or something yeah right yeah and do like uh the jim lee's wildcat the main character guy i think his name was spartan or something i don't know just like i don't know pick a bunch of guys like from that era of the early 90s the extreme i think extreme probably needs to be in the title extreme yeah. that's that's the 90s word yeah, actually, thinking. that sounds like it could be like a like a, a fighting game, like a one on one fighting oh, game. A fight, yeah, a fight yeah. game would work too. That totally. would have been awesome. Totally, I I could see it as a beat 'em up or a or a fighting game either way. Actually, that, like a lot really of fun. a lot of comics from from Image never got a game, not that I'm aware of, anyways. Right, I, I yeah, I probably think just, most just spawn. I mean, maybe maybe Wildcats did. Uh, yeah, Wildcats had that one yeah. game for the Super Nintendo, but it wasn't like it was bad yeah all that okay, good or anything so. but it was I, was, I, think, I was thinking that might be a fever dream that i had but no that was real huh yeah yeah it wasn't mm. a dream he had mm. that nightmare is real 
<laughs> I do have a Cyber Force Frisbee in the studio right here. Ooh. Yeah, which is, so, oh, which is awesome. Yeah. I love uh, it. Character Rip Claw. Rip Claw, yeah. He's awesome. Not Wolverine at all. Totally different than Wolverine. Totally different, yeah. <laughs> not, not the same guy. <laughs> he doesn't have healing capabilities at all. All right, he's completely different. He doesn't wear a mask. He's he just doesn't have cool. adamantium claws or anything. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anywho, so those were our picks. So now I will read off the comments that you amazing people have left for us. So we will start with Jason Jarvis. And nice. I love this answer. I love this answer. An orgasmo beat him up. Boom. <laughs> Satisfied. Orgasmo. Yes. Amazing. Yep. That's amazing right there. Mm -hmm. Adam Letourneau. I wish Konami could have produced a side-scrolling RPG slash action title a la Simon's Quest or Symphony of the Night set in the world Arthurian legend. Arthurian feel, legend. feel like that could have been fun. Yeah. King I Arthur, agree. Knights of the Round Table, RPG. Yep. Totally. What Absolutely. Great Absolutely. idea. That's thinking outside the box too. We're doing sure. so many uh, so many beat em ups here. But yeah. <laughs> it's just what I sure. like. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Chris Philbrook says, I think they could have done a really fun Highlander game, which I agree. Totally. Could have gone tournament style, which I am I'm assuming he means like the uh, finding game, mm -hmm. uh, one versus one or narrative RPG style a la Silent Hill, which I'm not familiar with Silent Hill, so I don't know. Um, but you're hunting down other Highlanders, which sounds freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. And and I and I said this on like in response to this comment. I can't believe like we never got a good Highlander game. I think the only Highlander game was based on the the crappy cartoon show. Yeah, um, it was. Like, why was there never another Highlander game? That's so weird. I don't know. We got Hercules and we got Xena and we got all that. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, it just seems like at some point, because I mean that show was pretty popular. Yeah, I made movies mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah, yeah. For shizzle, Sean Costello, aka Eight Big Glitch seventy nine, who is my bay. Eight way. Big Glitch. Eight Bay Glitch. Yes. Eight Bay. Konami made biker mice from Mars on the SNES, which they did. That's true, but it was a isometric. My, uh, isometric kart style racer and i would rather have it be a beat-em-up game like turtles in time yes. and again i agree i did not like that back yeah. from mars game yeah, it, it was, was super weird fucking they tried, but, garbage yeah. it's not it's like like yeah. why why make it a go-kart racing type game it's so stupid i mean, it's like, I, mean I, I get it, it they ride bikes mice. But right, I mean, it should have been. I don't know. Why yeah, it should have been a beat 'em up, and and like just like in Ninja Turtles, you know, there's a couple vehicle levels where they're surfing. Yeah, auto scrolling. Yeah, both both arcade games they had those yeah. auto scrollers. Yeah, so they just could have done that. That would have been perfect. You have like a level where they're on their bikes. Okay, cool. But yeah, right. it should have been a should have been a beat 'em up with the three mice. Absolutely. Russ Lyman says, "I'd have it go with Mighty Max." We got one by Ocean Software, but it didn't play great, which I agree. Oh, boy, that's they an could, yeah, <laughs> They could go a few routes with this one. Beat'em up style, one plays as Max, the other Virgil and Norman. They call me Norman. Norman. <laughs> Going through stages, beating up bad guys on the way to Skull Mountain, which sounds a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Or it could play similar to Castlevania Simon's Quest, again, Simon's Quest reference, as an adventure game going to different areas on your way to Skull Mountain. Yes. That sounds 
like a way yeah. more fun game than what we got. Yeah, our game is the the real game is horrendously super bad. shitty. So crap. Was this a, a show you remember liking, Linda, at all? Yeah, I liked it. This was oh my this God. was like a favorite of, of me and Joe. We really oh liked yeah it when it was on. Yeah, so <clears throat> freaking good. Love it. Christopher Pico says anything Steven Seagal hilarious <laughs> would have made for a great game. Sheesh, having Seagal having a Seagal universe beat him up or wild one fighter with all the villains from his films would have been rad or just all the Seagals from the various films yeah like every character is just steven seagal from different movies (laughs) everything right i mean i'm not i'm not a big fan of steven seagal but we have to stick with only steven seagal from the 90s though yeah (laughs) not anything before not anything after just the 90s pure (laughs) right he's pure steven (laughs) (laughs) that's when the pony nub worked (laughs) <laughs> reagan riggle says yakuza but it's just a pachinko, pachinko machine LOL. okay <laughs> no reagan that's a big fat no right there i see where you're going with this <laughs> gary from rock solid productions gary's Rock-soy. a good guy he is such a cool guy just has says, really weird opinions about crts which are the best gary if you're listening to this oh, come back from the dark side <laughs> he says voltron defenders of the universe i i mean i don't know what kind of game he wants to go with that like i don't know if he wants like a beat-em-up or a fighting game or whatever i would imagine more like a fighting game um but yeah i mean that that'd be cool i don't think we've ever had a voltron game you know what could be um, fun if they if they did it like a side scrolling shoot 'em shoot 'em up game where you're yeah. controlling the lions and and then at the end it would switch to Voltron and you actually got to like t- it turned into like a fighting level. Yeah, but it has um, to have a CRT filter on it just for Gary. Just with for a CRT Gary. filter, obviously, yes, definitely. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Oh my god! There are so definitely, we actually, definitely places to go with that, though. Voltron's yeah. another yeah. property that. So f- f- I I have to read yeah. this because because Gary and I had like a like a short convo about his his pick. Uh-huh. Um. So he so I go yes, and he goes car and lions. I'm like, well, <laughs> and he's like, don't you dare hate on the cars. The cars were awesome, and I was like. <laughs> where are they though? And, and like, where, where are they, they though? I'm like, and I'm, see, I'm, now I'm, you're gonna get hate from Gary for that. <laughs> we give each other shit all the time, so this is, I know this is I, give, I give I give the fine. same. This is fine. So and, and I go, I would love to see a rebooted version of the Car series, like they like what Netflix did with the Lions. And he's like, the Netflix series is garbage. Like my channel. <laughs> <laughs> And I go. There was supposed to be a comma there. Supposed to say supposed there. to be gamma garbage like comma. Channel. Like my channel. <laughs> and I and, I, <laughs> and then I replied. I mean, you're not. I mean, you're right about your channel. <laughs> oh, oh, the burn with the with the little wink. There was also an ice cream. Oh, obviously, I'm joking. In there. But mm-hmm. he didn't reply, so hopefully, I didn't really piss him off too bad. I love you, Gary. Smooch. Gary, Gary's heated right now with you. And <laughs> He's fucking very He's like that's it. I'm I'm unsubscribing to your channel right now, <laughs> which he always does, and then he resubscribes because he's there again. <laughs> I hope Gary's listening right now. That's what I hope. 
Also, his he is, channel is, is secretly is listening to this conversation. Yeah, he's, he's listening as he's editing his videos. Yeah, and, and not only that, he's like typing at the same time. He's like, rebuttal. Okay. <laughs> against Linda, against Nintendo, five page essay, send. There you go. Yet four of the and then, and makes a video of about Voltron it. for some reason. Three pages are for me for the CRTs, and two pages are for you for Voltron. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, thank thanks to everybody who answered this week. That was a really, really super fun, awesome answers. Awesome. Yeah, they were hilarious. Absolutely. Very, very creative. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Yes. Very creative. Now we are moving on to back the to more back to more games. We're gonna games. go back to the games this time to the console side of things. Yes. And we're gonna start with the NES. Nez. So, Parasite Divan. I know the NES. Yes, you do. So why don't you tell us your pick? Um, so I got I got two picks, but our episode is getting kind of long here, so I'm kind of worried mm-hmm. about that. So I'm going to go quicker. Uh, okay. One that I uh, wanted to mention, Salamander, also Norna, a.k.a. The Gamer Girl. <laughs> the Gamer Girl. Aka. Uh, yes. Aka. A.k.a. Aka. Life Force here in the U.S. Came out in 1986, and this was the sequel to Gradius, Gradius, Dradius, whatever you want. And uh, it was, uh, in my opinion, a really great game. I love this game Absolutely. a lot when I was a kid. It was probably the first shoot 'em up game that I really, really like loved. Yeah, yes. one of the most playable and, and beatable. Yes. I, yeah. I, yep. I, it was definitely the first shoot 'em up I ever played through and beat. And I don't know. It was just, there was something about it. You know, the fact that it switches between vertical and and horizontal between the levels just really keeps it fresh i love the bosses i think the bosses in gradius are always really fun um yeah but uh you know i i i don't know i really like this game so uh also one of my favorite like classic iconic box arts i think from that day from that yeah oh the big the big big snake snake in space i mean it's just insane it's like why is this i why are you making this connection with a salamander? I, I don't know. It makes no sense, but it's just amazing. It's just so good. I just don't uh, get especially it. Especially if you see the original Japanese version of the artwork that does not have like the gray bars and you can see so much more. It's, it's just unbelievably awesome. Anyway, yeah. so that's Salamander, a.k.a. The Gamer Life Force. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'll rattle off my other one is from 92. And that is, uh, I'm going to do a, a little bit of a team up with with Linda here and go Bucky O'Hare. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this game, the NES version of, of Bucky O'Hare is absolutely awesome. in my top 10 NES games of all time. Love this game. Yeah. I love this game so very much. I think it plays incredibly well. I also think it has some of the tightest controls on the mm-hmm. system. Uh, yeah. Very, very responsive, very tight controls. You get to play as Bucky. And then you basically can select your level just like in a Mega Man sort of a situation. But you go to different planets and every one of the planets has a different one of your teammates who has been captured. And when Mm -hmm. you beat that level, instead of getting the weapon energy of the the boss, you get your character. So, you know, you build your roster of players as you go, kind of like in Little Samson, only it, you know, it takes a little bit longer because the levels are long. Little Samson, yeah. you kind of have those little short levels and you collect all the characters right away. But this is like a big chunk of the game is getting your guys. And then after that, there's a bunch more levels that you get to play as 
as the whole cast and you can switch between yeah. your characters and they are all very, very, very different. They all do stuff that's very different. It's, it's such a fun game. I love the sprites. I, I love the way the game looks. I love the music. I think this is a top tier NES game. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Absolutely. Linda. Okay, so mine is Skate or Die. Now this one, I actually got to play on MSS Docs before it was on the NES because Mm. I went to the library and they had a bunch of games for MS Docs to play. And one of them was sitting right next to Oregon Trail and that was Skate or Die. And I was like, heck yeah. So I grabbed both of them and loaded them up. Skate or Die, not as good on the MSS DOS. I don't know if it's just because my brain couldn't compute with what was going on and couldn't figure out all the button mapping and everything like that. But once I got to the NES version, it was a lot more fun. It's yeah. simple. It's literally just you're skating around, you're competing, you're trying to knock everybody down and, you know, get the yeah. massive points, get the <laughs> sick tricks, right, destroy right. everybody, skate or die. <laughs> I just see the commercial <clears throat> flashing in my head. Like, <laughs> I'm skating. Right. I like the sequel. The sequel is a lot of fun. Mm. Die yep, or skate. Skate or die too. Yeah, die or skate. Yeah. Or shizzle. <laughs> All right. Ape-bit alchemy. Uh, so I don't really have a pick for the NES. Um, if, if we're just sticking to NES right now, mm-hmm. I, I don't have one here. You could pick one of the okay. good ones. I could. <laughs> we, we have other ones to go through, though. Okay. You're not going to pick track and field? Come on. Mm. That's all right. You get a lot of uh, a lot of later. Yeah. Consoles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can. We can. You can. You can skip this one. That's perfectly fine. Um, so I, I have two. I have two games that I can briefly talk about. Uh, the first one is Jackal, which is you only Jerkle. have that one game. Yeah. Right. Which is odd because um, it's a fantastic game. It's it's a two-player co-op game. You drive around in a jeep. You get to upgrade your weapons. Um, uh, you start with a grenade launcher, um, and then you get like a missile, and then and then you get like a missile that explodes in like two-way and then four-way. Um, you get to rescue hostages, which allows you to upgrade your weapons. Um, you die in one hit. You know, classic Konami. You die in one hit. Um, again, the game is not very long. It's like six levels, I I think. I want to say six levels. Um, very good game. The music is fantastic. Um, yeah, very cool game. Uh, cool. Th- that's a game I would love to see re-released, like like remade. Yeah, or rebooted or something. Yeah, that's not a game that gets talked about a lot. Yeah, definitely not. It's a it's a really good game. It's very underrated. I feel. Um, the next game is it's not. Technically, it's not a Konami game. It's more like an Ultra Games. It's like they have the sister company of Konami. Um, but I'm going to talk about it anyways because I love this game so much and it's very underrated, and that is Roller Games. It, yes. This this game is nothing like the TV show. This game is more like a beat-em-up. It's not the best beat-em-up I've ever played on the system, but it is damn good. You get to choose between three different characters. from the. Uh, you get to play... The Rockers, T-Birds, and... Hot Flash. Uh, uh, what was the Hot other Flash. one? Hot, Hot Flash. Flash, yes. Um, and those those are like actual actual teams from the TV show. And the whole point of of this game is you have to rescue the presidents of Roller Games because they get kidnapped by the, the, the bad guys, the, the villains from the TV show. Um, and that's like the closest you'll get to the TV show. 
It's just the the teams. And um, so you have like your your auto scrollers. You have two levels that are, are auto scrollers, and then you have like uh, like you run around and you do like one punch people, and then it'll get one to like punch. a certain that one punch. <laughs> And you get to like a certain spot in the stage where um, your character will like raise their 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 arms in the air, like they're ready to they'll kick some fucking ass, and then the, the music <laughs> picks up, and then the enemies will just come out, and it turns into like a true beam up game. Like you can like you can grab your opponent, knee him in the face a few times, and toss him if you want. It's really really fun. And what's really unique about this game is uh, these characters have like a momentum mechanic where like if you're moving. And you let go of the the controller, your character is still moving slightly. So it's like like you can tell that they're, they're really on skates the entire time, and it can get really tricky because there are certain parts in the game where it's platforming, and it's very freaking tricky because you have like these narrow corridors that you gotta go through, or like like really really small places that you gotta like move, but you gotta like hug the wall, otherwise you'll move too fast and fall off the cliff, or you bounce off the wall and die, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a really fun game. The music is fantastic, except for the boss battles. Oh my god. Mwah, mwah. So corny. <laughs> like the worst music I've ever heard coming from Konami or Ultra. So bad. But the game is fantastic. It's definitely one of my favorites on the system. Cool. Yes. So next system we have is SNES games. So I will start this this one off, and that would be Gradius, Gradius, whatever, 3, that came out in 1989. So I think that's the arcade port. The NES port came out like in the early 90s. I think it was one of the one of the launch titles with the, the Super Nintendo, I want to say. Okay. I, I, I could be wrong with that. Um, but yeah, th- this game is really cool. The graphics are absolutely beautiful. Um, the, the, the music is fantastic. Um, the only gripe I have with this game is the slowdown. Like you get to like one of the levels, like you get to like the, the, the bubble level and there's like so many bubbles that appear on the screen. It slows the game down to a fucking crawl and it's kind of annoying. Um, and when you destroy the, the bubbles, the game runs even slower because they kind of like they multiply and you, and you have more stuff happening on the screen at one time. And it's just ugh, yeah. so bad. Yeah. You're right. Apparently it, it there, there, there was like a, there's like a, another version of that game where they they fixed that problem, but the version that I played was like the earlier version, and ugh. <laughs> those levels are rough. So but it's a it's a good game. I really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. So it did come out in '91 for the Super NES. As okay. Said, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just move on to my, to my next one. Get get my thing out of the way. Um, the next game has to be, you know, like I mentioned before, Batman Returns is like one of the best beam ups on the system. It, you have you know the beam up stages, and you have the car level. You have uh, the platforming. Very very cool stuff. What I like about the platforming is that you're not punching or jump kicking your enemies. You use your batarang, which is kind of interesting. Yep. Um, and you have the 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 Batmobile level. I yep. think there's only one in that game. I want to say that that level is kind of eh, whatever. It's okay, but um, looks neat though. Yeah, it looks neat, but it's not. It's like my 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 least favorite part yeah. in the whole game for sure. Um, my my favorite part is the 
uh, the beat up level because I love how you can grab two enemies at the same time and bash them together. Oh, that's, that's always some fun. satisfying bash. So like, satisfying. They hit that crunch. crunch. Like, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> no, so crunch. freaking good. You can like pick yeah. up an enemy and slam on the ground and like you can feel that shit yeah. too. It's like, yeah. fuck yeah. that. The sound effects Hell are yeah. top notch. Yeah, totally. Top notch. And you can like pick them up, throw them up against the wall. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen a, a beat up do that. At least not for and a console. It follows the movie incredibly, incredibly closely. Well. Yeah. And, oh, and the cutscenes were like, yeah, the cutscenes are great. The levels all make sense. It's not Everything like, makes sense. why am I suddenly in Ohio? Like, I don't know why. I'm <laughs> right. Why is there right. a volcano over there? No, it's like hmm. everything makes sense. It follows the movie. It's it's really great. It's awesome, uh, yeah. He fights Catwoman when he should. He fights the Penguin when he should. It's yeah. really cool. It's a tough game too. It's not. It's not easy. It's it's pretty tough. Which many of the Batman games are not easy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Very. Very true. They're all. They're not easy like so I am. Hard. But I mean, Batman games are not easy like me. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm I'm super easy. <laughs> yeah, you're a super tramp. They're not. <laughs> all right, Parasite Steve. I'm going to just go with one this time. I'm going to do uh, one of my favorite games on the system, even though it's incredibly easy, but this is like a sort of a, just if you have half an hour to play super Nintendo, always happy to go through tiny tune adventures. Buster busts loose. Yes. About 92. It is gorgeous game. Easily oh, yeah. one of the best looking games on the system. Holy shit. It looks mm-hmm. exactly like the source material. It's big, beautiful sprites. Uh, the characters look perfect. They're they really are big. I I mean I wish there were other characters you could play as. That's the only I downside. Know. Yeah, but you can only yeah. be Buster Bunny, but he is great. And they really like worked in some fun mechanics. He has this dash move, and he'll be able to race forward, and he can run up walls when he does it. Almost like you know he turns into Sonic or something real quick, and that has like a, a range. So if you're trying to get you know, up a wall and you don't quite do it right. You know, he might run out of gas like halfway up the wall yeah. and just fall, but it's pretty easy to get, you know, to get used to everything. But uh, yeah, this is a game that I played through a million times because yeah. it was just fun. It wasn't challenging anymore by the right, end. Pop it. it in, go through the game. You know, it was, it was of the day where yep. you could, you know, just do a run through of a game. Yep. No, no problem. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Everything. All yep. the, all the levels are very, they're extremely varied. They're, you know, all because the deal is you know it's essentially he's like in different cartoons so it's 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 awesome and then i love the ending when you beat it uh they break all the sets down and take off the costumes and like you know it's just fun it's like it's it's a really really fun uh fun game overall i definitely recommend it uh very highly yes love it absolutely all right eight bit alchemy Oh, caw. So, um, so I do have two choices for uh, SNES games from the Konami library here. Uh, so the first one I have to talk about is The Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Yes. Um, and so actually, we, we alluded to this series earlier um, when Linda was reading off some of the other franchises in the Konami library. Uh, the Ganbare Goemon franchise is like absurdly long running, but most of those games have just stayed in Japan. Uh, and so this, uh, the Legend of the Mystical Ninja game was like, you know, the first one that really made a splash in uh, the US. And I just, I friggin love this game. And I love the series because it does such 
a unique hybrid of styles where you have the game start out, you know, it's it's one or two players. You have like a, a similar kind of thing to your again to bring it up, uh, your River City Ransom, where you have town section right. sections that you explore. You go in and out of houses. You talk to various NPCs. They tell you, you know, about what's going on, you know, in the current area. You know, places to go investigate, whatever. Um, there's enemies that you defeat to get money. You can buy, you know, health upgrades. You can, you know, buy a variety of different things. But um, the game's not. Like it's not really linear at all. Like you can explore the town however you want, and once you've gotten enough information, then you get to uh, like you know the entrance of a traditional stage, and you play through a side-scrolling stage. And uh, you can attack with a melee weapon. You can throw projectiles, which actually use a little bit of the money to do it. So you can you know try and build up a bunch of money to buy stuff, or you can just use it for ammo. Uh, and and then you'll play through that you know level beat it go back to town talk to some more people and then the game will will like do a cutscene or something and transition to like the next little hub area and so you keep traveling between these different towns doing these discussions finding you know finding out what's going on playing these levels doing boss fights and i just friggin love this game and it has so much charm and weirdness and like japanese flavor and uh you know as a co-op game it's it's really, chock really full fun. of yokai it's I mean, chock full of yokai. I mean, there's like umbrella jumpy guys and there's ghost hat wearing <laughs> guys and there's people wearing those woodblock sandals that look super horrible to wear. They're those and raccoons with the big balls. Raccoons with the big balls. They're your checkpoints, actually. So they're super important. So you got to check them um, and you got to make them call. Them. Turn the you collect. Left. Yeah, yeah. You say, okay, you're like, turn your head. No, you're okay. Don't worry about it's it. Like, raccoon, guy. <laughs> raccoon guy, you're good for another <laughs> two years. Uh, there's the lucky cat statues that you collect to upgrade your weapon. So it's like, it's chock full of, you know, Japanese flair, which is super fun. It's got, a, it's got Ikimagoka. Ikimagoka! <laughs> so, um, the other thing that's super friggin' fun is I think if you get to either the second or the third level, uh, you could find an arcade and you can actually play like miniature versions of some konami games including gradius like there's a fully like playable mini gradius game in this game it, it's like That's so it's, cool. it's just sweet like you just pay some guy money to play the arcade <laughs> real money and it, it, it real money yeah you shove a you dollar shove in, in, the, the super in the super nintendo <laughs> uh and then and then it boots up a little gradius game so i can't i can't love on this series enough it's so much fun uh definitely play legend of the mystical ninja and the music is really really great actually probably my first introduction to like traditional japanese sounding music to be honest like a lot of the songs are written like a japanese style composition which yeah. i just think great, is super great. great music in this great music it, it um, helped it stand out i mean yep. there are a lot of things that help it stand out but it, yes and it's, it it's is just a very good super nintendo game it's it's got a great box art i mean yep. it's got yeah. a great logo and uh and so yeah this this game is a ton of fun i i love legend of the mystical ninja uh, the other game I'm going to talk about is one that like never really gets talked about, um, but I happened to play through it recently when I uh, put a bunch of games on my uh, Super Nintendo Classic. And so that is called Cybernator. Uh, and Cybernator is a game that came out here in 1992. Uh, it's kind of an interesting like lineage. Uh, so it wasn't actually developed by Konami, apparently, but it feels like a Konami game. Um hmm. 
And the, the, I mean, the, the real quick synopsis is you play as this big honking, like badass mech. And uh, the game does a really good job of making like the control and the movement and everything that you do really feel like heavy mechanical mech type control like you you know you're walking forward and backwards it's got this like deliberate like weight to it you can jump and like activate this you know beefy jet pack to kind of like navigate around you're you have to like angle your shots and stuff in order to shoot but you have a bunch of different weapons at your disposal and it's cool like it just has a lot of personality and i've never really seen a game like render playing as a mech like this before um, and I, I think it's great. And, uh, and a quick note is that Cybernator is actually the second game in a series. Uh, so this is the Assault Suit series. Uh, so the first game was Assault Suit Lanos, which was for the Sega Genesis, which actually came to America as Target Earth. And then the sequel to that game was called Assault Suit Vulcan, in, Jap- in Japan, but it came to America on the Super Nintendo as Cybernator. So it's kind of weird. It like jumped platforms and in America had no connection whatsoever, but it turns out both games were related to each other in Japan. So it's kind of crazy how like localization can super change stuff like that. Wow. Um, pretty funny. And uh, but- Target Earth just happens to be a uh, like a old 50s B science fiction movie, too. Oh, wow. They must have grabbed the name from that. Yeah, totally. Mm. But yeah, super cool. Um, Cybernator is is definitely worth checking out. Um, it, it's, you know, maybe not the easiest game to pick up, but you'll get into it and you'll kind of get a feel for the controls and everything like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Nice, nice. Of course, no, there's like many other SNES games that Konami released that we're not going to get into because they're pretty well known. Um, so we're just going to move right along to the Sega Genesis. Um, so, uh, April Alchemy, you have one, yeah? I do. Uh, so I, I will uh, mention uh, the Rocket Knight Adventures. Uh, Rocket Knight Adventures was definitely you know, a product of the craze of having mascots for things, right? And I think Konami was kind of feeling like left out. Uh, so, you know, they had the turtles, but that was a license and they had Castlevania, but that wasn't really as like cutesy marketable. So, uh, Rocket Knight Adventures had, you know, this awesome blue armor wearing a possum guy with a jet pack and a sword and all this other shit. And, uh, Rocket Knight Adventures on the Sega Genesis is just hands down one of the best platformers on that system it does so many unique things so many of the levels try new things there's certain levels that are like horizontal shooters um your character is able to charge up if you hold the attack button and like charge up their jetpack and you can use the jetpack to ricochet off of like parts of the level to get to areas that you know are harder to access uh that whole thing is just fun um, they, they did a lot of interesting stuff. There's like a level where uh, you have like these trees that are on the top of the screen and they're obscuring the platforms you have to jump on, but there's water like rising and falling on the bottom of the screen. And if you look in the reflection, you don't see the leaves on the trees. You just see the platforms. So it's like the only way to know where to jump. It, it does a lot of clever like programming for the different levels. It really is impressive. Yeah. And uh it's it's a ton of fun. Uh, I I recommend going through that game. I mean, I and, think uh, I think this game is a is a much better game than the Sonic games. I think uh, it, I agree. I think yeah, there's yeah. a lot more to uh, it. 
I like Sonic, but you know, yeah. it's like you're going fast and 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 all that stuff. But Rocket Knight has a lot more exploration, yeah. and it's 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 a little bit more you know slowed down. And I I don't know, I personally like that better. Right. And I love how he hangs upside down from stuff from his tail. It's oh, like yeah, oh, he's yeah. an opossum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Super yeah. cute. Right. I remember playing a, a little bit of the uh, the sequel, which is Sparkster, and. Uh, Oddly enough, uh, the Super Nintendo had a port of this game as well for Sparkster. So, so it's a totally different game. It's a yep. totally, you're right. It's a different game. Well, so there's and, three totally different. So it's Rocket Knight Adventures, then it goes Sparkster colon Rocket Knight Adventures 2, which is, two. Yeah. Which is Genesis, but then just straight Sparkster. Sparkster. Yeah. Which was on the third totally unrelated yep. game. Yeah. Weird. Which is what Konami was really good at. Like they would take like certain games like, like, uh, like Ninja Turtles or. Or uh, Sunset Riders, and on the Genesis version, they would have like their own separate version. Like we had Hyperstone Heist, which is kind of like Turtles in Time, but it had its own levels, like kind of like mishmashing uh, uh, levels from the first arcade, mixing in with the levels with the with with Turtles in Time mm-hmm. and with with uh, Sunset Riders. It was like a completely different game. Mm-hmm. Like the levels were 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 kind of similar, but like yeah. Other than that, it was just totally different. And the uh, like the Batman the animated series for the Super Nintendo versus Genesis were were totally different. And actually, totally different. the Super Nintendo one was published by Konami. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I guess it was developed by them in a different uh, Appaloosa Interactive. I don't know how much they were involved, but um, I always preferred the Super Nintendo one. But yeah, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Very good. Very good. So Linda, Linda, you got one. Yes, I have the other Tiny Toon Adventures, Buster's Hidden Treasure. Oh, see, we yeah. teamed up on the bunny ones. Yes, all yes. bunnies. Bunny, bunny, bunny. I'm, bunny, I'm no going to high five you on that. Look. Okay, boom. Got it. <laughs> but it just, it's classic, like, Tiny Toons. Used to watch it all the time, you know, whenever it popped on Saturdays. Tiny Toon Adventures were your go-to thing. But this one was a little bit different. Instead, you are trying to get rid of Max and find all the hidden treasure and save Babs at the same time. And there's always a cute little dodo you got to look for. <laughs> so yes, you yeah. go through, find the dodo, get to the next level. And you had to like keep going. And I love the sprites and the, the colors. It was yeah. one of those, like the controls were not bad. Easy. Like he said, you know, easy game to play. You don't have to think too much. It's just follow the platform, figure out the puzzles, try to find everything you need for that level and then move on and get the dodo. And then, go and, and finally beat max at the very end and so i remember yeah. playing that and just enjoying it and i loved the little cute like little animation from tiny tunes it was just one of those things where you remember so much just not only nostalgia but you just saw like all this show like you just, you're watching the show literally as you're playing the game so. right yeah and it's really it's good a and again game it- to mention after what we were just talking about because this is yeah. another case of it was its know, own thing yeah two yep. completely totally different they, it's not even like they use the same sprites or anything. right it was like no. it, everything was totally up. different but they yeah. were both developed by konami and both released on different systems at the same time a hundred percent different games yeah yeah they utilize trees more on this version than the other one doesn't right didn't, didn't this one have like a map screen and it you did could, like, yeah yeah it was it was it was it was totally kind of like, different like Genesis always utilized the map screen for everything. Like whenever like Pirates of Dark Waters had a map, like right as soon as you started and then you went through each level and figured it out. And I think yeah. maybe that's just the programming and how they had to do everything, but it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
definitely excellence for sure. Excellence. All right, N sixty four games. We only have two, and they are both Apid Alchemies. The so oh, hold dude. on, I just like inhaled spit. <laughs> Blah. Um, okay, I'm I'm not dead. Uh, nope. Yeah, so I, I have two N sixty four games, uh, and they are both entries in the uh, Mystical Ninja series. So I am not going to spend really any time on these. I 100 percent plan to do a uh, full Mystical Ninja episode uh, in the future yeah. at some point for the zero of you that want to hear that. But I don't give a shit. <laughs> I want to hear this for me. I'm making this for me. Because, <laughs> God damn it, I need to talk about this stupid freaking game. Uh, but so uh, so this this game, actually, uh, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon, was the, like, it was the game that I saw at my nap video rental store, like, every friggin' time I went. And I'm like, what the fuck is this game? There's just this weird looking like guy with crazy spiky blue hair and and face paint and all this other shit. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm even looking at. What a weird name, like Mystical Ninja starring Goemon. Like, is that part of the title? Like, I was just confused. And, uh, and the other super extra weird thing was that Nap Video, for some reason, stocked the American and the Japanese version of this game for some reason. I was able to rent both of them. And I remember seeing the vertical Japanese box art and looking at the back of it and being like, everything's in Japanese. Mm -hmm. Why would I rent this one? And the other, and right next to it was the English one, uh, which is super weird and crazy thinking back on that. Um, but a uh, quick boilerplate game is a big open world exploring game. Uh, it's a similar concept that they took from the original on the Super Nintendo, but they expanded it out. There's a lot more depth. There's a lot more backtracking, much more world building, all kinds of good shit like that. Uh, we'll definitely get into that more another time. Really fun uh, game. Really yeah. fun game. It's only one player, uh, tons of different variety. There's mech combat. There's all sorts of mini games. Other there's, characters you can be. There's other characters you can be that you unlock as you go, including And then there's also <laughs> a, uh, there's a fortune teller guy who goes, Brazuma! Yeah, and he's really Classic. uncomfortable. He's just like this freaking Linda knows. Oh, hula, Linda knows. Hula hooping freaking weirdo guy. Uh, so so many good memories of this game. Like, and, yeah. and I will say it's one of those N sixty four games that had such a unique style that popping in the game today and playing it, it's like other than the textures being a little low resolution, like everything in there still looks cool. It yeah. still has a nice, like, you know, maintained sense of style. It doesn't feel like, you know, yeah. jumping back 20 years. Yeah, it's like um, Mario Mario 64 is still playable, you know. Right, so right, right. So yeah. um, love this game, love the soundtrack, super friggin' awesome. Uh, the other game is the sequel, which came, so the first one was 97. So the sequel was Goemon's Great Adventure, which came out in 1998. And this is an incredible instance of like konami not resting on their laurels doing something different uh and gomon's great adventure was a almost entirely side-scrolling game uh you had a map screen now you would go from level to level uh but you would also have these certain points in the game where you would stop and explore a town and the towns were like huge and not only were they huge but they had a ton of different side quests in in them so th this game 
took a page a little bit from the Mario 64 thing, where instead of trying to collect stars, you were trying to collect like these wooden signs that were called gate passes. And every level that you beat, you had to collect Tanuki balls, Tanuki balls. Uh, Every level had a gate pass, except, uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, like every level would have a gate pass. The towns that you would go in would have a bunch of different side quests that you'd have to complete to earn gate passes. And in order for you to like t- challenge the final level of whatever world you were in, you needed you know X amount, whatever. So it allowed you to kind of do your own thing. It brought back cooperative gameplay. You had you know one uh, one or two people who could play. Uh, super rare game, really hard to come by. I bought it off of my rental store when they were closing. Because it was just like one of those games you could never find. Um, so yeah, Gomon's Great Adventure is super sick. Love me some N64 Mystical Ninja games. Nice. Awesome. I've never played any of those games, but it sounds like I should probably oh, play so them. Fun. So, so fun. much fun. So much fun. So we have one last system to go through. And we should probably go through these pretty quickly. Very quickly. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'll start this off. Um, I'll have to go with uh, Contra Rebirth. Um, this is when Konami were doing like a reboot type thing, mm-hmm. um, hence Rebirth. Um, so one of the first games they released was Contra, and I loved this game. I thought it was fantastic. It was you no know, classic Contra, none of this you know twin stick shooter bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, what I loved about this game is the replayability. Um, you start off with. Um, with two characters and then if you beat the game one time you get to unlock a character and one of the characters you unlock is awesome he's actually um uh, a snake and his name is snake pliskin and i i think that is fucking awesome it's it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome and you get to play as a, a robot too um the pro protector guy right yeah the pro protect yeah but it's like a it's like it's like a little like a little robot person oh, kind of like okay. the kind of, kind of like the guy from uh uh from contra hardcore. hardcore yep uh but whoever no one uses that guy he's whatever um but yeah the game is not very long um very very fun game the music is awesome graphics are amazing um for the time um i think they hold up pretty well um yeah country rebirth awesome Rock game on. Yeah, so they made three of these Rebirth games, and then yes. that was it. Yeah. And they, just, they were yeah. all pretty goddamn awesome. Um, I'm just going to shout out Castlevania, the Adventure Rebirth, which is such a freaking insane thing that it exists at all. It's like, of all the games, they're like, we're going to redo the one on Game Boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and right. it was amazing. Yeah. It's really good. Really, yeah. really good classic feeling game. Uh, very classic Castlevania. Awesome graphics. Awesome, you know, music, animation. Everything was amazing. The sprites are great in all these rebirth games. Um, love this game. And you know, for the longest time, all these rebirth games went away forever when the Wii Shop closed down, and you couldn't get them unless you already had them on your Wii, and you still had that. But now, didn't you guys? recently say something about how they're going to be available for the switch or am i wrong no those are no. still not available. i think available. it was one of those things where um well they came out with the uh the contra collection mm-hmm. yeah they were hoping and, and, it was going to be there yeah yeah everyone was hoping that these three games would be on their respective collections and they just weren't 
And that's yep. that such a bummer because now people who want to play it can't. Yep, unless you yeah, have I mean, it and on they're your Wii great. already. They're great. Yeah, they're fantastic. All yeah, apparently the Rebirth games, they were all developed by a company called M2, which is a prolific company uh, in their own right. But yeah, they were clearly outsourced by Konami. They're like, look, we want to we want to do new ones of some of these favorite games, but uh, we were too busy making Pachinko. So. Yeah. Right. Right. And so the final Rebirth is... The final Rebirth game is Gradius Rebirth, uh, which is one of the only Gradius games I've played all the way through, other than um, Salamander, Life Force. Uh, yeah, again, they just perfectly captured the essence of Gradius. When you beat the game, you unlock like a second version to play through. That's a little bit more challenging, which was super fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't do as much as I think they did with Contra and Castlevania. Gradius was the first one that had come out. Uh, yeah. And then Castlevania in the middle, and then um, Contra was the final one that they did. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I was just thrilled to see a sprite-based game come out in 2009 and have it be a, re a revival of a classic Konami franchise. Yeah. I was just all yeah, about totally. that shit. So yeah, I was I was psyched to uh, to get Gradius Rebirth, and uh, I love it. Yeah, I still have it on my Wii today. Yeah, me too. I have all these on my Wii. I never got Contra. I missed that one. Still so good. Love so good. I love it. I think it's probably um, my favorite out of the three. Yeah, it's a good one. I think it's, of all it's, it's a really good. One. I think of all the people here, Linda's the only one who doesn't have a Wii of of all of us here. No, she yeah, doesn't. no, I, I didn't get a Wii Wii U, and that was just because I had a pick at the time. I was still technically high schoolish era, like just fresh college, and then there's like one system is all I could afford, so. Right. It went bye bye. I like I played it on my cousin's house, but that was it. Like I literally didn't have the option to like buy multiple consoles, and I still don't know why I never bought a Wii. It's an emulation system, basically now for a lot of people. But yeah, yeah. I got my retro pie, so I kind of yep. like just decided no, I'll just do a retro pie. Right. I think I played through all of Earthbound on my my modded Wii because I just dumped a, a crap ton of Super Nintendo games on it. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, it was it was cool while uh, while it was around while it was relevant. Yeah, right. totally. All right. So, uh, uh, Tim, you want to mention the other two games or? Sure. Yeah. So uh, the other two games. Uh, so these were both Konami original games developed for the Wii, and uh, they were two of the earliest games that they put out on the system, and they are two of my favorite. Uh, the first one is Elibits, which is a super unique first-person shooter puzzle game. Uh, essentially, you play uh, in, you know, the, your environments are this like, you know, big house and you go around with this gun that's able to absorb these little creatures that are called elibits that uh, like generate electricity. And the basic concept is you are able to use your, you know, your Wiimote to point around and to physically like lift up items that are in the house, like open drawers, you know, throw tables, whatever, just move shit around. And as you're doing that, you're uncovering elements and you're absorbing them. And the more you absorb, the stronger your ability to lift things becomes. So you can then start lifting heavier and heavier uh, objects. And as you, you build up enough electric power, you can actually start turning like certain devices on. So you can like open the garage door and go outside or like, you know, turn on the lamp and have it illuminate an area or whatever. And so uh, it was really unique and clever. Uh, super awesome soundtrack uh, which i will talk a little bit about later 
and uh, just a, a totally unique game that was like, hey, the Wii is weird. Let's do something weird with the Wii, except it actually just worked really well. It didn't feel gimmicky. It was a lot of fun to play. It was challenging, had boss fights. It's a great game. It is literally like $3 in every single GameStop. So like if you find a copy of Elevits, just fucking buy it, please. Like adopt a copy of Elevits today. It's, stop uh, not it's, buying it. Stop not buying this game. It's amazing. Don't <laughs> sleep on this. Uh, the other game is Dewey's Adventure, which was a weird game I bought on a whim. Uh, you play as this little droplet of water, and it plays exactly like Kirby's Tilt and Tumble. If you've played Kirby's Tilt and Tumble on the Game Boy Color, the idea is that you have a little gyroscope that you, you know, you'll tilt the system around and it will move Kirby as a ball around this, you know, little game space. So Dewey's Adventure did the same concept, except you used the Wiimote, you held it sideways, and you just would tilt it around and it would tilt the world almost like a monkey ball kind of game, like Super Monkey Ball. And you would slide this dude around and, you know, whatever. There was a, a ton of different uh, objectives to explore through the levels. There was, like, very clever boss fights. Um, every enemy that you would defeat would go into, like, a compendium. And then you could go back and look at all the 3D models up close. And it actually still graphically holds up super well. Like, I don't know what the shit they were on was, but it was, like, really ahead of its time graphically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a cool game. I have I hear nobody talk about this game. Uh, and Elibits and Dewey's Adventure were clearly Konami just, like, going the creative freedom route with a weird new system. And I loved them for that. They were great. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a bummer they don't do stuff like that. But definitely highly recommend. A lot of fun. A lot of fun for kids. But challenging enough that uh, adults can also have a good time, too. Nice. Yeah. All right. That's that's cool. Um, So that pretty much concludes this part of the show. So now it's almost time to catch that horizon. But before we say goodbye, let's go to this. Hi, I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts of, of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we will will see you you next Thursday. Oh, hey there, Count Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. Hello, this is Terrell Whitlatch. I am the lead creature designer for The Phantom Menace, among other things, and you are listening to Retro Redoctopus. If you're looking to score, you better listen to those that came before. Just sit right down and whip out your sheet music, because it's time to compose yourself.
Alrighty, everybody. This is another episode of Compose Yourself, yes. uh, where I uh, highlight a composer that I th- I think you need to all pay attention to because they're awesome. So uh, I was just talking about the game Elabits for the Wii, and the music in this game is like a combination of jazz and funk and breakbeat and like a little bit electronica and it is just a flavor i have never tasted before and it's fucking awesome and uh and so the composers for elibits are two people one of them is super prolific uh the other one is actually they're they're both super prolific so one of them is the composer for like literally every uh castlevania game pretty much starting with bloodlines on the Genesis. And that is Michiru Yamane, but I'm not going to talk about her because she's way too popular, way too awesome. We did a whole episode on Castlevania music. So we're going to just table Michiru. Sorry, sorry, Michi. Uh, But the other composer is a a guy by the name of Naoyuki Sato. And uh, Naoyuki Sato is an interesting fellow because not only did he, he uh, get top credits on, on Elevitz, but he also is crazy goddamn prolific with Konami for all of their Dance Dance Revolution games. Like all that company, Bimani, that we talked about earlier in the episode, like he's a huge part of that. He made his debut with that uh, Bimani label in 2004. Um, he's worked on songs for just about every Beatmania game, all, you know, your uh, Guitar Freaks games, your just like every possible, you know, Dance Dance Revolution. He has umpteen million songs all throughout it. And it makes a lot of sense listening to the soundtrack. I can really hear a ton of that, like dance, you know, upbeat vibe going on. Uh, so, you know, this guy is is really current still. I mean, uh, in 2020, now Yuki became the esports office manager of the Konami Amusement Group and producing uh, a new uh, B- Bimani Pro League event, which is like competitive dancing for, for Beat Mania, uh, which is friggin' nuts. Uh, so I'm sure that anyone who's played uh, Dance Dance Revolution games has heard this dude's music, uh, but definitely check out the soundtrack to Elibits if you want a good listen. It is a great time. Uh, and two great flavors that taste great together. So yeah, Naoyuki Sato. Nice. Shout out to you. Nice, 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 nice. So now we have some tasty proms to uh, to prom out. Um, and I will start by saying, check out our brand new YouTube channel called Retro Redoctopus. Um, we will post at least one video a week guaranteed so please check us out on there also check us out on on facebook as well uh and twitter because you know we like posting shit on social medias we do we do that yes so anyone else have any proms uh, just real quick my new book mark of the Witchworm, is finally out after like forever and a million years and plus than that uh it came out monday uh which is probably a couple weeks ago at this point but very cool. Go to roughhousepublishing.com and click on novels and you can buy it right there. Or if, or if you must, you can always go to Amazon, but buying direct from the publisher is definitely better for us. And plus you can get all the fun extra special editions like the hardcover that comes with pins and posters and all kinds of crazy stuff. We, we actually are adding stuff to that p- prize package. Uh, it's not even a prize package. It's just what you get. It's what you're paying for. Um, but yeah, check that out and, uh, hopefully, you know, 
Hopefully you like the book too, but it's a dark fantasy novel and uh, there's monsters and alchemists and axes and it's, it's fun. And I wrote it. So yeah, check nice. it out. Hell yeah. Hell Do yeah. it. Order your copy right now. Do it. Do it. April Alchemy, you got anything? Uh, I, I don't really have anything too much. Uh, let's, let's hear from Linda. Linda, what do you got yes. to promote? What's going on with you? Tell us about your channel uh, again. Just Linda, a.k.a. The Gamer Girl. Aka. Linda, Aka. a.k.a. The Gamer Girl, is yes. my uh, YouTube channel. I stream on Saturday morning slash afternoon, depending on where you are in the time zone. It's about 10 a.m. Eastern time is when I usually start. So check it out. Nice. Yes. And awesome. where can other and where can people find you on social meds? On Twitter, it is Linda the Game One. On Instagram, it is Linda aka the Gamer Girl. All one word. So that's the only two that I have at the present moment. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us on this Konami episode. It's been a blast having you on. Yeah, thanks, Linda. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Yes. 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 As well as being part of the Inebriar Podcast Network, Retro Talkpus is a full-fledged member of the Dorkney Podcast Network, and you can now be heard on Hellfire Radio. Yes. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like The Wicked Horror Show, Throwdown Thursday, and Amalga Files. Yes. I have been your host, Nintendo. And remember... Winners don't use continues. Have a good night. Recording with Linda, the gamer girl. She's here, she's playing games. The gamer girl. I feel like we're on He-Man. The barbarian. This is definitely the part that's going after the end credits. It's gonna be the zinger stuff. I throw in at the end that nobody listens to. Linda. Yes. Yes. And yes. And yes.